Hello, it is Thursday, December 13th, 2018. I am so thankful that you chose to listen to this show. There's a lot of shows that you could be letting penetrate your ear. <laughs> but you chose this one. I'm very thankful. This show is coming to you live from the mybookie.ag studio. Watching sports is fun. Oh, yeah. You know what's funner? Hmm. Gambling on them. You bet. Watching politics unfold is fun. Yes. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know Sleepin what's funner? Joe. You know what's funner? What? Sleeping Joe. We called that. Yep. Hey. Hey. This show does not get enough credit for predicting the biggest story of... 2018 thus far. Election night. Right. Sleeping Joe Donnelly. Mm-hmm. Ears in the streetness. But we bet on it and we made money. Yes, we did. He was like... Uh, he was a, a plus 700 to lose or something like that. Mm-hmm. We made everybody rich. But that's what mybookie.ag does, is they allow you to gamble on everything because they are the greatest gambling website on earth. M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. You go there, you sign up, and if you use promo code PAT, you'll get a 50% bonus on your first deposit up to $1,000, so you're already making money. Go ahead and gamble on the NFL season. There's games on Saturday and Sunday and tonight. Bro, bro, bro gives you a lock later in the show. You're going to want to hear it. Bro, 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 for those that don't know, no, no, is a man who is on a 10-1 run in his last 11 bets, I believe. There's George Kittle. Jesus Christ. Five more yards. Ladies and gentlemen. Calling in now is a man from Iowa, a man that wears an Austin 316 shirt into games because it means that there's an attitude to him. And in the first half this past weekend, you watched him put up almost record-breaking numbers. Tight end for the San Francisco 49ers, friend of the show, 210 yards and two quarters of football, George Kittle. You got better than the first time, man. Well, you did too. 210 <laughs> yards in two fucking quarters. That's incredible. <laughs> How are you, man? Uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. I'm, I'm great, man. Uh, you know, I got out of practice and, uh, you know, I'm looking ahead to Seattle. But uh, I, I couldn't not say no to you. Uh, I got to be on your show. Well, I appreciate that so much. I told the story on Tuesday's show about my attempt to get you onto this show at halftime, sending you a DM, hoping that you won and the whole thing. You ended up winning, and I would have no idea when I sent you that message that you would end the game with the same exact amount of yards. Neither did I. That was crazy. (laughs) I watched Shanahan mic'd up. And I heard him say to you, I wish I would have got you five more yards. You said, no worries. Your team seems to love the Shanahan. You guys love what's going on over there. How's the team feel? How do you feel? How's the team feel? Same question twice. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Shanahan, he's the man. Uh, he, he's incredible. I mean, just the, the offense every single week in, uh, week in and week out, uh, you know, just getting guys open, running you know, similar plays, play actions, you know, good run scheme. Uh, it's really fun to play for him. You know, we, we always have a great time. Uh, you know, locker room's awesome, too. We installed a basketball hoop, so we get some shots up, which is pretty nice. Let's uh, go. Know, focusing on the important things. Yeah, let's go. How's your shot? You pretty good? No, I'm I'm trash. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, I played the five in high school. I don't really shoot that much. <laughs> Just work underneath there. You're an effort guy, high effort guy. Get you a lot of, uh, get you a lot of rebounds. I'm that guy, yeah, you know, I'm that guy that you saw out there that was like, oh, that, he plays football. He, he's going to box you out, and he's going to get rebounds, and he's going to pass it back out to the perimeter and get more shots up. 
That guy's here that for the five. Game. That guy's here for the five fouls. <laughs> Say that again. Sorry. That guy's here for the five fouls. Oh, if if I didn't foul out, I was upset. <laughs> I could imagine <laughs> that is the case. So you know, it, my dad played football his whole life, right? And he didn't know a lick about basketball, but he always told me um, if a guy comes in the lane, foul him as hard as you can, because then he won't ever come in the lane again. And that's what I pride myself on. <laughs> just being, you go play just like, like in, ho- just like hockey checks. That was me. <laughs> you go play at LA Fitness and just ruin people's days. No free points. <laughs> Not in this Kittle SWAT house. No way. <laughs> yes, that, that's how. That's about all. How all my pickup games go. Okay, two hundred and ten yards in one half. Honestly, how do you pick up zero yards in the second half? What was it? A complete change of scheme? Did the quarterback say no more for you? Did Shanahan draw up plays where you're the third, fourth option? What happened? Uh, we realized that I had exactly sixty nine catches, so we didn't want to ruin that. <laughs> you tight ends are the biggest meatheads I think I've ever fucking heard in my life. <laughs> A uh, 210. I think that is a compliment. You should. The 210 yards, a lot of it was a lar- long sprinting. You showed off some speed. You showed off some speed there. You looked fast. Did you know that you were going to be able to pull away from NFL guys when you got into the NFL? Uh, you know, I thought I had a shot at it. You know, I, I fully believe in you know football speed. You get better drilling, pumping. You're a little bit faster and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, that was definitely a fun one. I got a really good block from my receiver, Dante Pettis. And, uh, you know, after I saw that that was gone, kind of looked over my left shoulder and didn't see anybody so i i thought i could take it to the house did you do the jumbotron look up uh you know what i have done that i never got the opportunity to do it in college um and i didn't get to do it last year but i've definitely uh used it a couple times this year and it, it's very exhilarating because uh i don't get to do it very often but it's really fun that's um, that in my head that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking if I'm ever in an open field, A, it's not going to be for long. Somebody's going to catch me. But if I'm ever in the open field and I can look up at the Jumbotron while I'm sprinting, I think that's peak football moment right there. It really is, you know, but it also gets you because, like, two plays before that, I was running away and I was uh, I would have had, like, a 60-yard touchdown. But as I was looking up to the screen, I got tripped up from behind. So that, it didn't work out for me well that time. You weren't Forrest Gump focused on running. You were distracted by the Jumbotron. I know. I you know I got to be better than that. Yeah, I mean it's unbelievable. Pat Anger has taught you better than to do that, George. You know, I will say this: the only thing that me and him have um, a little quarrel with is I, I like you know getting uh, water from trainers. I don't like holding the bottles because it makes my gloves wet. So what? that's the only thing I have against his pillars, George. <laughs> George. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go over with Pat Anger. I'm being honest when I say this. I just He seems like those are his five pillars of life. You never trust a reborn virgin. Born again Christian. Born again Christian. Yeah, ver- sorry. It's on me. You um, something, 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 and you never, ever, ever, don't you ever let another man squirt a water bottle in your mouth and you say that you're doing it because you don't want your gloves to get wet and slick. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I also just want to start some drama with Pat because I think that'll be fun. He is a tag team champion right now. You're a wrestling fan. He is a tag team champion of the world in Iowa. You know, and he's tag team champions with one of my best friends, too, Steve Manders. So, uh, uh, you know, I want to be a part of that. I want to make it like a triple threat, and uh, I don't think we'd lose a match. You guys can be a little click. That's not a bad thing. Like the Shield, you guys start showing up like the Shield and just start dominating folks. I would really enjoy that because um, wrestling is very underrated, and I thoroughly enjoy getting in the ring. Hell yeah! How many times have you hey. been in the ring? Uh literally. So 
I mean, I've been to Seth Rollins Wrestling School, so I got in. I get to get in with when they're practicing when I'm back uh, during the off season. But in a live show, I've only been in once, and I got to do the Cold Stone Stunner on somebody. It was definitely one of the most exhilarating moments of my life. Okay, I've also been in the ring one time at an armory in Southern West Virginia. I gave a sweet chin music to a guy named Warpig. Counted them out. One, two, three. I'm still undefeated. Who's next? How about you? You're undefeated. Uh, well, technically mine was post-match, so I might have gotten thrown out of the event. Oh, so you can't... It was, was definitely, it was an illegal thing, but I really enjoyed it, and he sold the crap out of it, too, which made it even better. And it was in front of, like, 100 people, too, which was just fantastic. Even better there. What is your, um, who's your favorite? Is Stone Cold Steve Austin your favorite? Who's that? What's going on? What are we, what are we missing right now? Say that again, sorry, you broke up. What's going on in the background there? There's a celebration happening. I'd like to be a part of it. Uh, the guys are playing um, Pig, and it's uh, it's Robbie Gold versus Bradley Pin- Pinion, our specialists are playing, and now Joe Staley's hopping in to get a couple shots up. Okay, what are the letters? Who's winning? Robbie Gold, sneaky athlete. This guy runs marathons, I think. He's always been skinny. A rebirth of a career out there in 49ers after the Chicago Bears fucked him over. Bradley Pinion. You- hey, Robbie just shot it. Okay. And I think he drained it. Okay, what is the yeah, letters? Oh, Joe Staley just drained it, too. Oh, my God. It comes around to Bradley Pinion. He's a shots up right now. Missed. I know it. Nope. He missed it. <laughs> yeah, I know it. I could tell. I could just tell by the the wait time there. Mm-hmm. Staley came in very quick. Then it was... It was yeah, a, Staley's a monster. Absolute monster. Freak athlete. Who's going to win that game over there? Is it Robbie Gold or Joe Staley? My money's on Robbie. Because, you know, specialists, you guys have a lot of time in the locker room when we're all at meetings all day. That's true. Um, so he gets a lot of shots up. We'll get into a full conversation about that later yeah. in this show, actually. Do you guys have cornhole over there? Say it again? Do you have cornhole over there? We, somewhere, I'm pretty sure like, we have them somewhere. So, and uh, we played last year a lot. And uh, honestly, I'm not going to lie, CJ Beathard's the best cornhole player I've ever been around in my entire life. I'm sure. It's really annoying. Yeah, it is. I could I could see how playing with a guy who doesn't let anybody score points against him is that what CJ does? Yeah, he literally. I mean, it, he he puts uh, like every time he'll put two in the hole, no matter what. That's good. He just he's, he's got excellent accuracy. That's unbelievable. All right, have a good one. I tell Robbie Gold, Staley, and Bradley Pinion, I wish them good luck in their pig game. To you, I hope you become a part of the World Tag Team Champions of Iowa. That would be awesome, and I hope you get 216 yards next weekend. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. You know, we're gonna have to do uh, Iowa versus West Virginia at some point. You know that for basketball? Or- no, no, wrestling. Get in the ring. Hey, I am all about that. Now, listen, I want to tell you, boy, I got some now. I got some heat coming behind this right foot there. Hey, Kiddo, okay, you got that stunner there. Me too. This right foot, though, strongest leg to ever walk this earth now. My right thigh is a lot bigger than my left. The left don't mean a damn, but the right one's going to deliver a kick that might pop that jaw back. Might never catch 210 yards ever again in your life, Mr. Kittle. CTE study is going to be a real thing if you get in the ring with me, Mr. Kittle. You can you can pop a promo at the blink of an eye, can't you? I just did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was pretty impressive. Hey, I appreciate Not lie, that was awesome. I appreciate you. You had an incredible weekend. It's an honor to chat with you. Good luck. Keep it moving out there in San Fran. Hey, thanks so much for having me on again, man. Can't wait to hear it. You're the best. Cheers. Yeah, I'll see ya. See ya. Anyways, mybookie.ag 
is the absolute <laughs> best place to gamble on th- anything. And if you follow them at BetMyBookie, you will absolutely love their customer service interaction. They personally answer every single mention and DM at BetMyBookie. They're the best. MyBookie.ag, promo code PAC, get 50% bonus up to $1,000. Just like I was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like I was saying before George Kittle interrupted. Right. You know, being able to do ad reads used to be complicated and confusing. You got that right. It used to be very complicated and confusing. Now it's kind of a little bit easier, even whenever you're getting guys who catch for 210 yards calling right in the middle of Mm -hmm. them. You know, phone ring, the whole thing. You know what I mean? I hear you. Used to be complicated and confusing. We figured it out. Yep. Traveling used to be complicated and confusing. That's true. Then the Wright brothers showed up. Mm -hmm. Amelia Earhart. Ever heard of her? She's the one that got trapped in Japan, right? Yeah, her body's still floating around out there somewhere. Well, I don't know if that's factually, historically fact. No, they like just found it. I think they like just found her body like last year. Traveling around the world used to be complicated <laughs> and confusing. <laughs> also, buying tickets used to be complicated and confusing. You'd buy a ticket, and you would have no idea if it was going to be the ticket that you actually purchased or the ticket that you won. You buy a ticket, and you have no idea if it's overpriced or not. You're like, wait, did I just get screwed over at this thing? So you go into the sporting event or to the live show or anything, and you ask the person, hey, how much did you pay for these tickets? They tell you, and immediately you can't enjoy the show because you've been ripped off. There was a company that came around and saved the day, and that's the best ticket-buying app on Earth, and it's SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best app on Earth because they scan all the other platforms to make sure you're getting the most bang for your buck. The best ticket available at the best price is the best ticket that you can search for at SeatGeek because SeatGeek is not only a ticket-buying app. It is a place to, to purchase memories, mm-hmm. purchase lifelong stories. Hey, you remember when we went to, insert name of comedy, live show, sporting event, any type of thing that has tickets right here, all from your friends at SeatGeek. And right now, if you use the promo code PAT, you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code MACFEE, you get 20 Use promo code MACFEE, it's the holiday season, save a fuck. <laughs> use promo code MACFEE, get $20 off. It's holiday season, save your money. SeatGeek, the best ticket buying app on <laughs> earth. <laughs> Not only did we talk to... Not only do we talk to George Kittle today, today no. earlier today, earlier today, factual statement, we talked to George Kittle. Yes. About 14, about, yeah. about a minute and 45 seconds mm-hmm. ago, five minutes ago. Also earlier today, we talked to Bradley Sal, the man who scored the only touchdown in the Sunday night football game. Yep. You are going to absolutely love it. And the conversation with him is a box of awesome. That's what sure it is. Sure is, yeah. I wish I'd get more boxes of awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. It would be great, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Because I get one every single month, but I wish I could get more because that is what Bespoke Post has introduced into my life. You know what's in this holiday season? What's that? Selfishness. Okay, I, I can see that. You know? Mm-hmm. It might not be publicly in, but in your mind, at some point you're like, hey, been scratching a lot of backs lately. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Huh? How about my back get scratched? I hear you. How about me take care of me? How about a gift from me to me for me? I like that. Why buy an ugly sweater for a distant uncle? Unless it's from our store. Right. Of course, ad. Mm -hmm. Of course, ad. Yep. Of course, bespoke post. Yeah. Taking shots early. 
early (laughs) when you can buy some awesome for yourself. Specifically, Bespoke Post Box of Awesome. A box of awesome is my favorite way to treat myself every month. And I mean this when I say this. It shows up at the office here. I forget that I am a member. I forget that I am a Bespoke Post member. And And I do that on purpose, by the way, so that I get the little kid surprise feeling whenever a gift shows up underneath the tree at the door like it's Santa Claus. Bespoke Post is that for me, Mm -hmm. from me to me. It's an awesome gift of, of things that you would never, ever think to buy for yourself. Right. Ever. That's because what Bespoke Post does is it searches the world for up-and-coming products and awesome products that you've never heard of. They put them in together. Bang, boom, boom, sent to you. Whether it's travel, bar, leisure, they got different genres of bags that show up or that make it just look and feel good. Boxes, not bags. <laughs> Have a little respect. They sent me a travel bag, though. That's why I thought of that. Yeah. So that's on me. Yep. Each box goes for under 50 bucks when you buy it, but it has more than $70 worth of unique gear waiting inside for you. Wow. So you're already making $20. You're already making $20. No brainer. The first of each month, you'll receive an email with your box details. You'll be like, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Here's your box details. <laughs> If you're not feeling that month's box, then simply skip it. From barrel aging kits to limited edition cigars, weekender bags to classy dop kits, Bespoke Post offers essential goods and guidance for the modern man. And to receive 20% off your first subscription box, go to boxofawesome.com and enter code HEARTLAND at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code HEARTLAND for 20% off your first box. Bespoke Post, themed boxes for guys that give a damn. Bradley Sell, I give a damn about you. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me now is a man that went to school at Ole Miss. If he was to focus on just golfing, he'd be in the PGA probably in three months from now. He can pitch a baseball 87 miles an hour on and on Sunday night football. He was the only man to score a touchdown between the Bears and the Rams. Offensive tackle, offensive lineman, athlete, white guy, Bradley Sal. Wow, what an introduction, man. I appreciate it. You see that? A couple round of applause there for you, too. How are you, brother? (laughs) Good. How the heck are you, man? Life is good. I'm getting a little bit older over here, but so are you. I had no idea you were on the goddamn Bears. You quit social media. Yeah, it was too too distracting, man, so I um, gave it up. Then, yeah. No, but I don't think anybody knew I was on the Bears, actually, until I, until I did that. Well, the issue was I kept up with your beautiful family on the Internet. You were with the Colts. How many years were you with the Colts? I was there one year with you. Okay, so you're with the Colts. You are a swing offensive lineman, basically, out of Ole Miss, and then you end up in Arizona, right? Yeah, I was in Arizona for um, the Colts for one, Arizona for three, then I went to Seattle for one, I've been at Bears for two. Look at you. You're like a real journeyman. Yeah, oh yeah, just, you know, all over the place. <laughs> what have you learned? What have you learned about the NFL from when I met you your first year in the NFL to now? How, what have you learned from going to different organizations and things like that? Have you learned anything awesome? Dude, ev- everyone's different, obviously, and then, um, you know, the more you can do, man. Like, freaking, I just try to do a little bit of everything so they keep me around. You, you, lo- know? you long snap? Yeah, you know, you know, last year in the preseason, um, I ended up long snapping whenever Pat Skelts tore his ACL in the first um, first quarter. I ended up having to snap us through the game, and it's like 95 degrees. My hands were taped up, and I ended up, um, you know, having to convert to a long snapper for the game. 
Was there any conversation ever about you potentially being a starting long snapper? No touchdown, by the way, if you become a starting long snapper. I know, I know. I did make a tackle, though, in the only game that I I long snapped. Um, Yeah, and Eric's coach always wanted me to do it, but I didn't. um, I don't know, man. I didn't want to do it. Okay, Club Dub has swept the NFL world by storm. The Chicago Bears locker room becomes a nightclub. After a win, it's club, yeah, club dub. Is yeah, it, it is, dude. It's, it's, it's actually unreal. Whenever you get in there, it's you know all the lights are out, strobe lights going, and um, that's actually the time to practice your dance moves. Like nobody can really see you, so like that's when I was like preparing. If I ever had my day, I was like, dude, I can just do whatever right now <laughs> and practice for it. So I actually got a lot of a lot of reps in doing that. So it was, it was actually great practice, to be honest with you. Whenever you celebrated there, you looked good. I commented, I said, great dance too. A lot of people, I don't think, I don't think you got enough love on the dance because the catch caught everybody by surprise. We'll get into that in a little bit, but your dance. There was rhythm in there. There was you didn't look like you didn't know what you were gonna do. You looked good in there. Listen, bud, hey, as soon as as soon as I had my chance, dude, that's my one moment. I may never get that again. I mean, honestly, if nobody would have touched me, I was gonna drop it down too. Like <laughs> I, was about to hit two, I, was, I was about to hit two bang bangs down, but I got hit from behind. So um yeah, I was I was about to let it rip. It, it was not about to stop there. <laughs> oh, your coach went on Scott Van Pelt. And he said that in warm-ups, you stand right in front of him and throw a football like 80 yards, and then you catch the ball in practice. He said he knew if the ball was anywhere near you, you were going to catch that. Have you been lobbying for that play for a while? Oh, yeah, dude. You know how it is. Yep. You got you to freaking beg. I mean, I was throwing myself on him, you know, just making, <laughs> making him see it, you know. So, I mean, he was off by like two yards. I mean, I throw like 78 or so at practice. <laughs> Free practice, but yeah, I make sure I make sure he can. Um, I make sure he sees it though. So I mean, just in case, you know how it is, Pat, dude. Like, just get me on the field some kind of way. I don't care. I'll, I'll cover a kick, dude. Like, I don't care. Let's, let's just get me out there. You're a freak athlete. I, it's it was very surprising to see how smooth of an athlete you were. We put a video up the other day. Uh, I got a chance to pull some of your videos from your old social media posts and find them. You golfing, dunking pitching, snapping, and then this weekend you're catching a football. Do you think you're the most athletic offensive lineman in the game? Um, I mean, I think overall, like sport to sport, like I'll crush every lineman at golf. That won't even be close. By the way, I um, think that is true. Are you scratch? Yeah, I got I got to a plus one, about a plus point four the um year probably <laughs> a year and a half ago. Um that that but I had to work extra hard. Dude. I was a terrible dad during that time. I I, I had to practice like every day. But um <laughs> Bad Dad of dude, the Year. Yeah, but yeah, as far as like golf and like some other stuff, there's probably some dudes that can play some basketball a little better than me and stuff, but I, I think overall I'm I'm up there. I would like to say I'm up there. It was a great snag, man. You looked very athletic when you went up there and got that. Uh, would you have I think in my mind, you would rather have it out there than at your body, like an easy one. Yeah, that's what I told him. I said, just put it high so I can go up there and, like, snag it. Um, but, dude, people don't even realize me and you did this first. Like, back in Indy, you remember the fake field goals we ran yes. and stuff? Dude, we were, we were snagging that seven years ago. Like, this is, this is old news, you know? I'll tell you what. I talked about that after it happened. I said, in practice, when you run a fake that involves an offensive lineman, you always throw it to the offensive lineman in practice because the reaction from the offensive line, the defensive line, the entire team is electric. And you, anytime you're in, I would throw the ball to you in all the fakes in practice. Yeah, and it dude. was always a celebration. Always. 
Yeah, we did it multiple. We did it multiple times. It was awesome. Okay. Then Grixon fired me. <laughs> hey, hey, he fired a lot of people, man. He ran my ass out of there too. For reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he was watching the other night. I hope he was watching the other night. Uh, I haven't still haven't got a t- I still haven't got a text from him yet though. But well, you know, he's, I'm sure he was watching. I assume everybody. It was Sunday Night Football. That game, your team has become a good fucking team all of a sudden. What has Khalil Mack really done inside the locker room? It seems as if it's been a a full transformation. Dude, he's literally. So I feel like I'm being honest. If Jesus was like a football player, he would be. Him and Khalil Mack would be like. That's why I feel like he would come down from heaven looking like. Dude, he is. It's Christmas. The dude, dude. Like I have, I have to block him every day, and like he is as freakiest, like the freakiest athlete I've ever had. I mean, it's 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 crazy, dude. Like is this good? dude is an absolute freak. Is he good in the locker room too? It seems like the team is rallied around. Him. Yeah. Great dude, like super good dude, man. Really, kind of quiet, pretty humble, like doesn't talk a whole lot. Like just a good dude. Like he's almost like he has like the same. Remember how Robert Mathis was just kind of like, quiet, yes. but just an ass kicker. Yes, that's 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 how that's exactly his exact same personality. What goes on in the Chicago Bears locker room week to week? We got cards, we got dice, we got cornhole, we got anything like that, or is it all football? You know what? No, no, no cornhole. Like we we used to crush the cornhole, yeah. but we actually have some little basketball goals in there, and Let's like go. the balls are like. I mean, you can't even put them in your barely put them in your hands, but we shoot shoot a lot of basketball, um, a little bit of cards, but them um, you're typical, just typical how it is. The team seems to be trending in the right direction, and Chicago is a city that needs a winning football team. They they've been yearning for it forever. Is the culture feel like it's going that way, especially with the fan base as well? Yeah, man. Honestly, like this is one of the best um, best cities to win in. I mean, it's just it's been incredible. When we go on the road. I mean, it looks like a college bowl game. Like half the half the stadium's Bears, the other half's the other team. I mean, they travel crazy, and um, I mean, they, our our GM and stuff. He did a great job this offseason. He brought in a ton of players, brought in a coach that's like fun, has a good offensive scheme. I mean, it's really been just a perfect storm for us. And I, I really, you look at our, I mean, three of our losses are by a combined seven points. I mean, we could easily be whatever and oh, thirteen and oh, whatever we are, thirteen, twelve and oh, whatever. Um, you know, and then, and then our other loss was about seven to the Patriots. So we lost four games by 14 total points. So we've been in every game and, um, you know, could be even better than this now. But, yeah, it's, it's a good start. Well, way to put your staple on this incredible comeback season for the Bears with an incredible electric touchdown and dance. Too bad we missed the pa-pa on the ground down there. <laughs> But I'm proud of yeah, you, Yeah, I know, dude. I swear I wanted to hit that. That's all right. Next one, next one I'm going to get some space. Hey, some keep, space and some leg room. I'm hitting the pow pow. Hey, keep working the coach over. Let's keep those plays coming. Uh, an offensive lineman scoring a touchdown is good for everybody. Yeah, no doubt. That'd be awesome. How's the family? They're good, man. You got, I got a freaking little boy now. He's five months old. So Presley is almost seven. Piper, oh, I'm five, and my little boy's five months. Does little boy have a P name? Does he what? You said Presley Piper. Does the boy have a P name? And- Oh, yeah, Paxton. Sorry. I thought maybe we were going Patrick right there. I thought maybe you named little baby Patrick. You know, it would have been Patrick, but then, you know, the whole Patrick Reed thing with, you know, getting in and all that drama. So I just didn't <laughs> want to name him after Patrick Reed. Or anything, so. I forgot you're like a diehard golf fan because he's such a big golf fan. <laughs> hey, hey, this new younger gen. Did you watch the Phil Mickelson Tiger thing? I didn't. I didn't watch the whole thing. Like I feel like that was like the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. You know, it was like a little bit overdue. So like I, I just want. I want to see them play at the Masters in the final group. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to see them playing for some phony money. Like, um. So yeah, I did. I watched like the highlights and stuff, but I didn't. Um, I didn't get into it too much. Like, I heard. Like, I heard. Like, a, a, a real, 
rough end. I heard it was terrible. Everybody said it was really bad entertainment. They said they weren't talking to each other. Would you ever? I've said I said this earlier. You're a really good golfer. You said you were a terrible dad. But if that was your job, whenever you retire from football, whenever it is, let's say it's ten years from now, uh, will you ever think about pursuing like a sort of professional golf? You're the only guy I think I've ever seen that could do it as a football player. So. I don't know, man. I see that. I, I think I'd want to do that. And then all of a sudden we're out at golf club, in Indiana and a seventh grader crushes me. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, you remember those kids we play with yeah. at golf club, Indiana yes. It's like the kid I'm going to Duke or something crazy. And he crushes me. And I'm like, all right, I just lost a seventh grader. I'm definitely not going to go pro. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then I've, I've played with a couple of pros that are really good. So I don't know. It would take like, some, it'd take like some serious couple of years of coaching and like honing some of this stuff in, but I, I wouldn't mind just going and gambling and beating all the amateurs the rest of my life, though. <laughs> Such a hilarious move. And now whenever you beat those amateurs, they can say that they lost to a man that's going to touchdown on Sunday night football for the Bears. Bradley Sal, I'm so thankful. Tell everybody I said hello. Tell the family I said uh, all my best wishes, T's and P's, and I hope you continue to crush it, my brother. Appreciate it, dude. Miss you, man. Hey, I miss you, too. Keep crushing it. Great conversation with Bradley Sal. Yeah, he was awesome. A lot of people probably didn't even know he existed before that touchdown. No, definitely not. And the man is one of the most interesting humans I've ever talked to. Hilarious guy. Said, yeah. Said like a lot there. He was kind of nervous, I think, potentially. Yeah, but you're probably, I mean, he's probably not used to doing this very often. No, he doesn't get a lot. He's, but he's just a cool guy, by the way. Very cool guy. But that motherfucker on a golf course is the truth. I, I can I can see that. The, his swing is he's six seven. He's like six seven, six 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 seven. It's smooth swing. It's like a young a little. It's like a foxy swing mm-hmm. on a six foot seven, three hundred and twenty pound athlete guy. Not bad. Not the foxy isn't athletic, but foxy's swing is very good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but Clean. he's just a smaller guy. You think about a bigger swing radius. He's good. He's good. He's really good. Right now, Omaha Steaks has a limited time offer. For listeners of this show, when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter code AMERICA into the search bar, easy to remember, you will get a 74% discount off of the Omaha Steaks family gift package. Originally $195, now it's only $49.99. All right. (laughs) They sent me this to-do list, not to-do list, this list of things that come in this thing for Mm $49.99. This company is trying to go bankrupt. Yep. Peyton Manning retires. Omaha is no longer a, a, a cadence. Right. Omaha Steaks is all Omaha's got. Mm-hmm. And Omaha Steaks is trying to go out of business with this. For $49.99, you will get four hand-cut age-to-tenderness top sirloin steaks, Ugh. two savory premium pork chops, four chicken fried steaks, four Omaha Steaks burgers, four snappy kielbasa sausages, all beef meatballs, four perfectly browned potatoes au gratin, four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets, plus you get four more burgers for free. For free. Free? Well, those four burgers are free. But this is basically all free. $49.99 for four steaks, two pork chops, four chicken fried steaks, Eight burgers, four snappy kielbasa sausages, meatballs, potatoes au gratin, and a caramel apple tartlet. And a partridge and a pear tree. <laughs> They're giving away the company. You were grilling one of those steaks earlier? Oh, man, and that's all I've been thinking about for the, the whole, last four hours. The whole office was in quite a situation with their noses just sniffing around. Looked like a bunch of bloodhounds in here. 
I'm eating a peanut butter sandwich and Pat's out out here, you know, grilling a medium rare sirloin. <laughs> Omaha Steaks is a fifth generation family owned company with over a hundred years of experience delivering perfectly aged beef hand cut by master butchers in Omaha. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people that bait very well and they go on to be masters. Correct. So they become You get it. There's people that butch for a while. Mm-hmm. They go on to be masters, master butchers. There it is. They're right there in Omaha. Yeah. You get this limited time package for only $49.99. When you go to omahasteaks.com, type America in the search bar and add family gift package to your cart. Don't wait. This offer ends soon. Go to omahasteaks.com, type America in the search bar to send the Omaha Steaks family gift package today. Buy it for yourself. Buy it for your future self. Buy it for your in-laws. Buy it for your friends. Buy it for your friend's parents. The gift of great meat and food and potatoes and apple tartlets. Forty nine ninety nine. You're getting seven thousand items. This is something to think about here at Omaha Steaks. Probably not going to be around long. That's why you need to get it quick. Big shout out to Omaha Steaks. Big shout out to us becoming a big segment show. Got a segment. Oh, Real yeah. excited. We got a segment. Judge Pat the other day. Controversial. I think I understand why people do segments. Because segments in themselves live on to be them their own thing. Drives discussion. Drives discussion. I got yelled at a little bit for Judge Pat. Yeah, you didn't deserve to. I feel like I'm on the right side of history though. Mm-hmm. I feel good about it. Anyways, here's a new segment. You're going to enjoy this. Let's do a reading from Todd Schmidt. <laughs> so this is a blog from uh, yesterday titled, NASA Should Launch Steph Curry Into Space. And it's in... Uh, I saw that headline. Yeah, it's in response to him saying he doesn't think we ever landed on the moon. Oh. Oh, see. So, okay, I'm excited to hear yeah. how you break this down. All right. So I'm tired of people talking about this, first and foremost. Me too. Uh, not Steph Curry specifically saying it, but people being adamant that we didn't go to the moon. We did, okay? Agreed. I won't, yep. I won't, and I won't continually allow people to shit on the legacy of Neil Armstrong. Oh, yeah. Oh. He it's walked, not about you. No, it's not about me. No, it's not it's about, about an American hero. Exactly. He walked on the moon and planted the stars and stripes into its crust with the same amount of vigor as Baker Mayfield slamming that OU flag into Ohio Stadium in Columbus. Nice. <laughs> we Astro, all know it. AstroTurf, by the way. Yes. Very aggressive decision. Uh, the photos aren't doctored in any way either. They can't be. All right? They didn't have that technology then. No, no way. They Agreed. didn't have the filters. Nope. No Photoshop. Nope. No, they didn't have Facebook. No, no Adobe. Photoshop. Nope. Mm. I already couldn't stand Steph Curry, and this just magnifies it by a thousand. He can do his nice guy shtick all he wants, but in my opinion, I think he's a sawed-off prick. Ooh. <laughs> now he's out here diminishing the accomplishments of one of America's greatest heroes and pioneers. Wow. Yeah. I won't stand for it. I Let's didn't even go. think about that being anti-American. Mm-hmm. Are you done? No. Okay. <laughs> does, Neil, does Neil Armstrong look like the kind of guy who would lie about walking on the moon? Nope. Nope. No, I didn't, think, I didn't no. think so. No. I didn't think so. Hold on. How many I didn't think so's did you put in the actual question? Uh, just one. Okay. <laughs> just one. So when they read, they should echo. Right. Yeah. Uh, so let's find a solution. Let's do it. NASA says they are more than happy to give Steph Curry a tour of their lunar labs, but let's take it a step further. Why don't we just launch Steph Curry into orbit and let him try to shoot a couple hoops on the moon? This is where the headline yeah. came from. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll come across the bracelet that came from Armstrong's daughter while he's up there. Oh. oh wow. You can shit on any player in the NBA that you want and get a pass. That's fine by me. But you disrespect the legacy of guys like Harry Stamper. Huh? Oh. AJ Frost. Oh. Buzz Aldrin. Oh. Jim Lovell. Hey. And Neil Armstrong. What? And you're going to find yourself firmly entrenched on my shit list for life. That's right, buddy. Forever. 
Some of these guys have given their lives for our country, and this fucking ingrate wants to look past that. It's disgusting. Ingrate. Yeah. Mm, disgusting. I love that word. Ingrateful. And my mm. dad used to call people fucking so, ingrates oh yeah, all the time. Ingrate, oh yeah. ingrate means you're not a grateful person. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I've been looking for that word for a long mm-hmm. time. Ingrate? Ingrate. Mm-hmm. I know some ingrates. Yep. <laughs> R.I.P. Harry Stanford, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Who's that? Is it Bruce Willis? Yes. Uh, still not convinced, oh, Steph. Oh, not done yet. Why don't you watch a uh, found footage documentary for me one time? A pretty, one, a pretty one big time. one about the moon landing came out this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One quote from Neil Armstrong settles this whole thing. We need to fail down here so we don't fail up there. Wow. wow. And, we di- and we didn't. So I think Steph should prove he has some balls and let NASA catapult him into space. I may be speaking for myself here, but I think we could all use a little vacation from Steph Curry. <laughs> and maybe if he does this, it'll teach that fucking Judas a thing or two about respecting American heroes. Powerful. Ankles are going out again in May, uh, June. You watch. Oh. You watch. Um, I like this. Ty, I'd like to say uh, a lot of gut sack. Mm-hmm. Not balls. Gut sack. We don't want to gender assign that. Nah, that's a good point. No that's a good point. We would never want to do that. Not here. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this a reading from. Oh, that's good. <clears throat> I learned a lot. I'm not going to do it, Nick. Quit looking at me. Yeah? After he spoke with so much vigor about it, I'm not going to go in the opposite direction. Oh, yeah. Tony already said that to me this oh, morning. Tony Tom, oh, Tom thinks yeah. it's fake. Oh. Guess what? You can fucking co-pilot and go up there with him. How about that? How about I that? I wouldn't survive the first three seconds of that flight. <laughs> the G-Force. Diggs, I don't, I don't need a reading from you because mm-hmm. the other evening you delivered one of the greatest rants in the history of fans ranting, and I think the world should hear it. And we'll follow up with you with a little question on how you feel about uh, life one day ahead of this. Okay. Like Diggs is in a bad mood, though. The Steelers are in a terrible spot. Steelers are dead. <laughs> Steelers are dead. Read the blog today. Season's over. They had to go 2-2 two and two in their last four. They'd beat the Raiders and the Bengals, lose to the Saints and the Patriots. He they're dead. Mm-hmm. They can't beat the team that's been trading away their best fucking players all year long and trying to lose. Attempting to lose. Attempting to lose. <laughs> You can't beat them. You're, what makes you think you're going to beat anyone else coming up this season or win a game in the fucking playoffs? You it's really not going to happen. Really They're dead. Ben soft because he gets an inconclusive x-ray on a Mickey Mouse old machine in the most Mickey Mouse stadium of all time. <laughs> he can't come back in the game because of a little fucking boo-boo. Boz is dead. There's no coming back from what he's going through. <laughs> Defense can't get a stop when it matters. Tomlin... Tomlin couldn't manage the clock or get a challenge right if his life depended on it. (laughs) Juju and AB are good. Connor sucks since the day Bell said he wasn't coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Blow the entire thing up. Now we have to wait nine months through the middle of winter. This is brilliant. In snow and cold. We have to wait an entire pregnancy until next season and hope our Steelers baby is not some underwhelming prick. That's just going to let us down in the end. Great. Incredible rant, first no. of all. Uh, no. <laughs> on the buzz point. Yeah. You hit a lot of things there. Yeah. You hit a lot of things. Okay. I don't appreciate you going after everybody. I think some of those guys are my friends. I don't appreciate it. I used to love them, Pat. I do love them. Just because I'm mad doesn't mean I don't love them. He's fine line between love and hate. We yeah. just saw that with a real Yinzer Steeler fan right there. <laughs> the, the First of all. Mm-hmm. 
Very incredible rant. Great rant. Oh, yeah. Very inc- Preach. You really started getting going there towards the end, and that was really when I was happy about mm-hmm. it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What made you feel the urge to compliment AB and Juju? Because you just thought, oh, they might say they don't deserve this. Well, I was I was literally running through the team in my head, and I got to the wide receiver position. So I said, AB and Juju are good. Okay, yeah. so you just were like, hey, And listen. then I fucking got to Connor. And, mm. or the st- oh, so he popped in your head shortly after the juju. Oh, yeah, yeah. We heard you just realize Connor's still on that team and Le'Veon Bell is not. Correct. Right there in that moment. What do you think the Steelers now going against New England this weekend? Well, I was, since the loss on Sunday, I've been going through the five stages of grief. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, anger, denial. The other ones. Yeah. Eating. We yep. heard you had anger. Yeah, yeah. That was anger. Denial, I think, is right immediately. Moaning. Acceptance is one of them. I've accepted it. I've moved on to the acceptance fade phase. I'm not as... The moaning phase. I'm not mad. Yeah, that's my, yep, that's my favorite. What is it's like... Gorbs. <laughs> Gorbs. Bro, bro, bro. Bro, bro, bro. We got a soundboard. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Tried to get into moaning. <laughs> It's Thursday. That's really good. I'm back to being a fan. I'm back to having this little thing in the back of my head. We're like, oh, maybe they will do it. Finally. Until Sunday when I'm going to have all my fucking hopes and dreams crushed again and I go through this goddamn cycle all over. You're damn right. Oh, oh, you, Miami. You're damn right. I need you in here. (laughs) And I'm supposed to be the negative one. (laughs) I mean, it was a bit negative there from the digs. I mean, it was a little bit negative from the digs. No, no, I'm fucking positive, Pete, all goddamn year. All fucking year. (laughs) There it goes. (laughs) You're just grieving, a little grieving process. And it's just like you get to a point in the relationship when it fucking snaps and you got to do something. I'm in this abusive fucking relationship the last three weeks. And I did something about it. <laughs> <laughs> so if Steelers win this Sunday, what happens? I'm going to fucking come running back. <laughs> 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 fucking arms wide open. I'll get right back on my knees. <laughs> and you're also now like a pretty public Steeler fan. Yeah. So I assume these Steelers losses, although they used to hurt, oh, yeah, yeah. it didn't just get rubbed in your face all day, every <laughs> day. The girlfriend on Sunday goes, so like, do people tweet you after? Like, insati- I'm like, you have no idea. Like, you have no idea. Because I, I didn't talk for like four hours after the game. And she knew. Just let me go. The thought of you puking before games and you standing up yelling at the TV before games, it's all so it's all so much to me. But Nick's life used to depend on whether or not the Penguins would win. Yeah. So that's uh. And then they won two cups, and uh, now I'm just kind of whatever happens, happens. I'm fine with it. We had enough. We did pretty good. Not us. But I told you, like, I have no idea what's going on in that locker. No way. (laughs) No idea what's going on in that locker room. Like, do they care? Are they trying to get the playoffs? Okay, great question. Great question. I'm happy you asked that. Yeah. Because I, I, I mean, I've been talking about how Ben Roethlisberger's been handling this whole thing. Not this whole thing, but in general, how yeah, he yeah. handles things, mm-hmm. I guess. Whenever he throws people under the bus mm-hmm. publicly, I just don't see that as a good sign, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, whenever I almost did, to be honest, during my career, I almost did with the GM that I did not like. Yeah. It almost happened. But... Obviously, I got talked back from doing it and come to the realization, like, whenever things get outside and you start looking at examples, when things that are personal and mean a lot get outside of the team, Mm -hmm. it's never good. There's never anything that good comes from it. There's something bad happening to somebody, Mm -hmm. right? So Ben Roethlisberger bringing inside drama outside the locker room, I think is a huge deal. Like, I think that is a huge deal. Like, honestly, I believe that's a huge deal. Mm -hmm. I think there's people that look at him very differently in the locker room than they should if they were like his boy, if he he was their boy. Mm -hmm. I think that is something that can affect the way a team plays for each other as opposed to playing with each other. 
That's just something to think about. Do you think that changes next year for Big Ben? I don't know what the fuck is no, going to happen with always. them. But, but I do know that Mike Tomlin is a guy who has had a lot of success coaching in the NFL. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of success. Oh, yeah. And I have seen coaches that are very successful and very bad, right? Mm-hmm. And the, they all have the same thing. After a loss, if there is any chance in hell that you can make the playoffs, mm-hmm. that is being drawn out, it is being explained, it is being promoted, it is being pumped, it is being the only thing that Tomlin and the boys are preaching is we control our own destiny, we we're yeah. still in the top of the AFC North, all we got to do is eliminate the little things, and we still can make a run at this thing. They're still... Every, a coach is a car salesman too, right? Mm-hmm. You have to get a team to believe in themselves whenever nobody does. Joe Thomas was on the show and he said every single year going into the season, Cleveland Browns, he thought they had a chance to win. That's what a coach's job is mm-hmm. to do is to yep. cr- create somebody to believe. Is there doubt in there? I assume there's some doubt from people like, man, we suck. They would never say their position. They'll always say like, hey, <laughs> we don't have it back here <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. do that. But there is a t- a pitching a happening in there from leaders of the team, OGs of the team, and coaches. It's like, hey, playoff, you're on primetime television. So if you want to get your dick sucked, you get in playoffs. Mm-hmm. If you get in the playoffs, you get a lot more money. You get a lot more money you get in the playoffs. You win. There's enough to go around for everybody. There's there's a lot of reasons to get into the playoffs and win. And if you have a shot, you have a shot. The one thing that worries me, I haven't heard of one closed-door players-only meeting. That's mm. what's going to turn this around. Those are the around. worst things on earth. <laughs> Those are some of the most bullshit things I've ever been a part of in my life. Uh, Every once in a while. When one naturally happens, it's a lot better than whenever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime you've heard one get announced to the meet, they probably have happened, by the way. Those players' meetings probably already has happened. It might be in the lunch mm-hmm. room, though. It might be in the locker room. Those things have already happened. Anytime a team is doing bad, there's always a meeting of the minds. The ones that get out are always the ones that are like, okay, publicly we have to say that we aren't holding up our end of the bargain for the coaches. Mm-hmm. That's always what it is. That's the only reason why it ever gets out is because the players feel like they publicly have to state that we are trying to hold ourselves accountable to in this whole situation. It's all PR bullshit. You know who I could see calling a lot of players' meetings? Who's that? The uh, DN who went from the Browns to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that did all the math. Oh, Carl. Carl Carl's not speaking in those team meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can tell you about Trying I, to call. Trying to call. I can tell you just by looking at Carl that Carl is not. <laughs> He's had a pretty good year. Shout out him. I agree completely, but those those meetings are not being run by Carl. Do the captains, are, are the captains the one that usually get those oh, going? Geez. Or? Oh, jeez. Oh, yes. The veteran guys? But by do you way, have like dorky Carls that do try to call the yeah. meetings and you're like, nope. shut the fuck up. Nope. Like, no those guys know. Those guys have they been. They just don't open their mouth. Those guys have been. No, they'll, they'll add to the conversation, but they're not the ones that are going to be like, yeah. we're doing Lead a team meeting. Granted, yeah. now that's every nerdy guy I've been around. Captains also are very much a PR move, too, by the team. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, we heard that Bob Knight story. Dan Dockage told us that to cut the kid that he choked, yeah. he didn't quit. He he told the kid, basically, that a team vote happened that didn't happen <laughs> and told him that the team voted him off the tribe, basically, off <laughs> yeah. the island. Yeah, it yeah. was a fake team yeah, vote. Whole thing. Oh, but teams do fake team. Coaches do fake team votes all the time. They can have, all right, fill out your answer, fold your answer, mm-hmm. and we'll put it in here, and we'll count them up. And then somebody comes back and they say somebody and everybody's like, who? <laughs> who is voting for that? It's it's it, it just everything is a show. You got to remember, everything's a fucking show. The captain's coin toss, right? That's the people being associated directly with the team. So that's who the team would like 
to be yeah, the yeah. leaders, yeah. right? Yeah. So that is that, that is that is not like the actual captains in most cases. I, I, nah, that's not true because Peyton was a captain. He was the leader of that fucking yeah. team. Yeah. But in a lot of situations I've seen, the leaders of the teams were a lot of the guys that were not. Mm-hmm. Eric Walden was probably the biggest leader of our entire team, and I don't think he was captain until like the last year. Whatever Eric Walden said happened. Like when Eric Walden wanted something to happen, it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's just he had the. But he wasn't. I mean, he was. Uh, he headbutted a ref. He, <laughs> he, he also did some other. And he would. I, he would have never got voted. Could a coach secretly ask for one? Ask like the players to do it, like the head, uh, like the OGs. Like he has that. The coach can do whatever. What are you talking about? To have a players only meeting? Yeah. So oh like, yeah. So I like kind of like plants it. Kind of. I assume that that happens. I assume that. I mean, if it's not the players, it might be an assistant. It's. Yeah. You got to remember OGs. In the league, guys have been in the league like 14, 15 years. They've been around football for fucking 30 years as well. You know, like these guys know football just as much as coaches, just as much as GMs. Everybody knows what's going on in most cases. In that aspect, then, how much when, when you know, the college guys who get to the pros, after a couple of years, how much are you learning from those coaches? Uh, <clears throat> I think every coach can teach you things. I think good coaches can teach you stuff. But when I was there in my rookie year, that was when I was – Playing quarterback for the seven on seven and shit. Yeah. When I was play throwing for the defense, yeah. I would I would do drills with the linebackers. So I was like, uh, I would act as a running back and I would go right, and they would have to tell their fits right. The yeah. pre practice running back yeah, or linebacker stuff here, the fits, the tackles. I'd be chopping at like diving at. I'd be on a pad and like diving at Gary Brackett's knees, and he would have to like eliminate the chop block. Chop block. Gary Brackett was the coach of that group. There was a guy there who was a great man. He would probably tell them strategy and scheme, but when it came to like shit, mm-hmm. Gar- technique like and game stuff like that, Gary yeah. Brackett was the guy running that entire room. And I think it was the same with like Dallas Clark in the tight end group. It just all depends on who it is. Peyton Manning was the general manager of the fucking team. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Bill Polian brought in people, I guess. But if Peyton wanted you cut, you were cut. If he wanted to restart practice, he's restarting practice. If he wants to go longer, we're going longer. He wants to run, we go run. If he wants to have a curfew, you're getting a fucking curfew. That, that wow. was the way it was with him. But also, there's some gifted coaches out there, too, that you'd be silly not to learn from. Absolutely. So it's yeah. also, hey, situations Situation. are situations. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Redding. Yeah. What, it was, did he fit that or no? Corey Redding came in. He was a real leader. He's the one who brought the cornhole boards to the, the Colts locker room. Ooh, good big addition. move. <laughs> yeah, it was a good move. Big what for happened? your life. What's that? Big for your life. Big for my life. I had never played cornhole before Corey Redding got to the locker room. He was a good leader for the transition period because he knew Chuck. He knew the group, so he could tell the locker room, like, hey, this is how it normally is. I think he was at the point, though, where his field play wasn't as great. So you can't have <clears> – <throat> it's tough to remain – a, a vocal person. If you're not delivered, exactly. Performing. So I, I think yeah. I think he was a guy that everybody respected and liked, but he wasn't performing as great. I don't think. In granted, I'm not the judge of that, but it's just mm-hmm. if I was to listen to things that were being mm-hmm. said, it was like yeah, they respected him. So he was like another. He was like a like an assistant almost, like a coach mm-hmm. more so than a player. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So there's like players in the locker room, and then there's like a. The OGs that get like Corey Redding was brought in strictly to for the locker room. Mm-hmm. Chuck Pagano came from Baltimore, brought him strictly for the locker room. Hey, you be the bridge between me and the locker room, basically. So anything that happened, we knew Corey was going to Chuck. Anything that Chuck wanted to say, we knew was coming through Corey. Corey served a very vital role, but I don't think he was like in the. I mean, he might have been. I'm not sure, but I, I it, OG though, right? He's OG. Yeah. He's OG. Yeah. yeah, those guys are on a different level. Those dudes, whenever they. Like there was one meeting where I saw Vinat- Adam Vinatieri spoke, Reggie Wayne spoke. Oh, it might have been Corey Reddick. No, Robert Mathis. Mm-hmm. 
I was just looking at these Hall of Famers just talking. And I'm like, I'm looking around the room. I'm like, man, this team is terrible, bro. You, you guys know this, man. Like, what are we fucking saying? Like, we, this is a bad football team. We got 100 hurt guys. What are you? But they were doing it because probably assume Chuck yeah, told them. Yeah, it, they're like yeah. A, an assistant almost. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's very. But sometimes they, they aren't treated that way, too. And that, that gets interesting, too. Things start going bad. Their voices, all their opinions don't matter anymore. That's also not good. When That's that, not good for the locker room. When that bridge is broken, like like you're saying, the coaches and those top tier guys start feuding. Is that when the it's locker tough. room is lost? It is. That is a tough. It is a tough situation. Has Be- it ever happened with like Reggie Wayne and Peyton Manning? Uh, Re- Peyton Manning. Uh, when Peyton was there, there was no OGs. It was Peyton. It was <laughs> yeah. there was no there was no meeting of the. So if Peyton wanted, he could have kicked off Reggie whenever he wanted. Like if Peyton did not want Reggie Wayne on the team, Peyton could have got rid of. Reggie Wayne. Wow. wow. Yeah, he wouldn't have. I know yeah. exactly. He yeah. wouldn't have right. never because Reggie all he did was work his ass off and mm-hmm. do it. But if Peyton wanted anybody off the team, yeah, if Peyton wanted the coach gone, he could have. If Tony Dungy, if Peyton wanted Tony Dungy gone, Peyton <laughs> could have got Tony Dungy gone. I bet that. I don't know if Wait, uh, that's an accurate was, assessment. Well, he was by far the most important person in, in the locker room. Uh, there would be a real. Uh, I don't think a conversation. I don't think he would ever want that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I think if Peyton Manning for some reason got all pissed off. And wanted to do that. I think in the Indianapolis Colts organization, he could have done anything he wanted. What does he do? Just go to the office of uh, Jim Mersey? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just walk right the fuck in. I don't, yeah, know, you know, yeah. I don't know why you're surprised by Just this. open well, the I, door. He would just open the door, and Jim would be, brother. <laughs> and by the way, there's only two people in the building. Three people I could do that, Peyton being one of them and the daughters. That's I mean, that, 100% that's it. true. That's that is it. 100% true. That is it. And it, brother, and he'd be like, sit down, Jim. <laughs> what? <laughs> is everything okay? No, Jim. Fuck. Fucking <laughs> would be so upset. But yeah, I think Peyton could have done that. But whenever the OGs, right? So when the OGs, this is a very vital part of the team, too, especially a team that's struggling. If everything's going good, OGs don't have real job. Because it's like everything's going good. Everything's going good. But yeah. whenever there's a little bit of trouble, that's like it, it's vital to have a good locker room. Everybody talks about it. It's vital to have a good locker room. Mm-hmm. But then once the coach and the locker room lose each other, that means when they say they lost the locker room, that means they lost the OGs. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the OGs are the voice from the locker room mm-hmm. to the coaches. So like if you need something done, you go to like like mm-hmm. to Vinny. Like, hey, Vinny, how about uh, a lot of guys are being pissed off about blah, blah, blah. Vinny runs it up there. I did become that guy with Chuck Pagano, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was supposed to be that guy. Cause it, oh, jeez, Is that the Steelers? No. Is that the fucking Steelers? It's definitely a credit card company. <laughs> <laughs> but I became that, but I don't think I was a good person for that role. I don't think I was a good person. For Why that. is that? Because you're too honest? Too honest, yeah, yeah. I didn't have the filter of like, okay, let's not say everything that's going wrong. Let's just pick and choose it mm-hmm. so we can make a little bit of progress as opposed to just be... Uh, you know. Voice yeah. of reason. Is that why Vinny always asked you yeah. to do uh, his dirty work? Exactly, kind of? exactly. So I became the guy, though. Like I became the person that people would say to go do things. Yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting whenever that happens, when you become that mm-hmm. guy. A lot of pressure, by the way. You got your oh, teammates yeah. like... Because if no change happens, mm-hmm. right, your teammates are like, well. Wouldn't you want your OG to be like that, though? Well, yeah, I thought so. I, I very much thought so. Oh, <laughs> the, people that, the people that I'm talking to, not so much. Yeah. You know? If the special teams coach is just running these people into the grave on, in practice, yeah. like, hey, man, people are wondering if we can cut down on the full fucking field reps. 
And Tom McMahon goes, well, we need him, Pat. And I'm like, well, you're going to lose a lot of guys. I think if we keep doing these 100-yard sprints, I think it's going to be something. If there's no drawback on those in the next practice, like I look like a punk mm-hmm. almost because I am the voice of the people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tom McMahon knows that too, though. So Tom McMahon, like, I don't want to say empowers me, but he does. He does. He even says, like, sure. Pat's told me that we maybe ease up on things. He, like, helps me out with that. That's how the relationship builds. And that is really the locker room. When they said Matt Patricia, Foxy isn't here, he's coming back tomorrow, lost the locker room, that's probably what they meant. Like, he lost the older guys on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. They were not. Like, it happened in Cleveland, like, day one, pretty much. Yeah, but he, <laughs> Pat, he practiced year. some in 24-degree weather, though, too. I mean, that's a quick way to lose it, right? Back-to-back. I mean, sure. back-to-back Wednesdays, outside practice. when Who, an indoor, Patricia? Yeah, when there's an indoor game waiting on Sunday. Yeah, but you never know, like, how the team is built. Like, you know, some locker rooms, right? Vinatieri said back in the day they used to practice outside every fucking day. It's like some locker rooms, that's their thing. But some locker rooms, you might have a lot of Florida boys who are in there like, hey, man, right. why are we? There's a, fucking, there's a fucking indoor <laughs> right there. We're playing indoor this week. But it's all about the locker. That's why I think, like, each locker room is its own thing. Some shit fly in some places where it doesn't fly in other yep. places. Mm-hmm. It's all about the locker room. It's all about good rant by you. Hey. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Rant. I think I was a pretty good locker room guy. I was a pretty good locker room yeah, guy. Yeah, I would have I guess. Unstoppable at Cornhole in that locker room. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, uh. Oh. Yeah, Gorman has this story. He said it was uh, the first uh, uh, day. Uh, that it the was 50 bucks. Uh-huh. He bet it. I said, bro, I'll wax you in this. He said, I just started. Corey Redding brought the boards in. I said, let's roll. I ran out of the locker room after I got my 21st point, uh-huh. and he was motherfucking me. I don't think this happened. And you paid me. <laughs> Absolutely it happened. And not only that, he became the player he is because I oh, beat so- him. Oh, yeah. yes. He sees a slap dick coming down in khakis, <laughs> you know, oh, and throwing shit. the thing, and boom, that's when it happened. Then he, then he was All-American at Cornell. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't remember this. So you're saying that you're the motivation behind yeah, that. You're Mr. Miyagi. Hey, ha, bro, Miyagi. bro, bro. Hilarious spin zone. <laughs> <laughs> it was, man. You remember when Costanza? Oh, fuck. Elvis hurt us both. Remember? <laughs> yeah. 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 We were playing Cornell in that lo- uh-huh. They took the Cornell boards out of the locker room. <laughs> they did. For- Frankie. I'll tell you, I um, I, I played so much Gordon over there for a while. <laughs> you're running, hey, you're running a hustle. I was <laughs> making a good hustle. Guy. I was making a lot of money playing Cornhole with people. Dwight Freeney used to just walk up to me and be like, "Hey, you good?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You good at Cornhole today?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Good." You and me playing against two people who are really good. Thousand bucks a point. Let's go. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, all right. He is getting. Eight, nine points scored against him each time. <laughs> he is terrible at the game. <laughs> terrible at the game. He was a bowler, so he thought he would just pick <laughs> yeah, it up. Yeah. It was a, it was everybody's like basically first time playing whenever Corey Redding brought Dwight Freeney, though, was terrible at the game. I'm talking bad early. I don't know what he is now, but when it, I think everybody would agree if they watched him early, he was not good. And he was just betting like, yeah, 1000 bucks point you and me were playing. And I'm like, I feel terrible at this point. I'm getting, hey, I'm throwing second. Because uh, he's giving up points every time. And we're down like nine nothing as soon as the thing starts. I'm like, fuck, that's nine grand right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go to work for you here, bud, and try to like score back. It was always like a close game, but whenever people say that when they get on that cornhole TV, they get nervous or whatever, 
I've played for like 50, 60 grand. I, oh I played God. like I probably won more <laughs> cornhole money than than anybody. Like I, I feel like I've I've really done well in the cornhole game. But I was playing for like three hours a day. I was practicing for three hours a fucking. Yeah, you better day. be good. You better be good at that. Point. I was. I'm saying like right now I'm good at cornhole. If I was to go out there, I'd be good at cornhole because I know it from the past. But it's not like I was when I. There was there was no points being scored. It was just these are world class athletes playing the same game I'm playing. Zero points being scored, and Jeffrey and I played against Costanzo and I forget who else in the locker room after hours. <laughs> and boy, oh Costanzo, Costanzo yeah. almost. I mean, broke I looked at Jeffrey Pat, and Pat, and Pat, yeah, and Pat had a look of fear on his face. I mean, like I've never seen in the locker room before, and I'm looking at you. It's like. Dude, where's the boat? We got to get to the boat. You know? <laughs> get us the fuck out of here. And just, ah! and He's, like, <laughs> so Gorman's down on the side of Costanzo, down there. Okay? Yeah, next to him? Next to him, next yep. to him. It's me and Gorman versus whoever. Mm-hmm. And we are shellacking this team. <laughs> it's bad. Costanzo, very competitive human oh. being. Very competitive human being. And early in his career, overly competitive human being, which I think hurt him. He ended up managing that. Now he's a lot better player. I think he would get like so mad at himself. Yeah. So we we did pretty well at Cornhole with him a couple games in a row. And in a row. And he got so angry, he picked up a chair, I think. And, oh, just he helicoptered the fucking chair. Clear, <laughs> clear across, Holy shit. Old, like over my head and fell at his feet. And we, I look at Pat like I'm a newborn. Like, God, help me. Cradle me. And he's like, ah. And then, but then Costanzo, to Costanzo's credit, he like, after like five seconds, he like calmed down. Yeah. And he was like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Hulk. Uh, oh, right. He was so mad. Just for what he said, though, Costanzo viewed himself losing to this little old slap <laughs> yeah. in khakis. Costanzo's six foot six, like yeah. 350. He's like a Viking. With an yeah. eight pack, with an uh, eight pack, and he's losing in this game of skill to this little fuck. Hey, don't forget about these, though. You'd come out of the shower or you'd come out of the training room, one shoe on, one shoe off, towel around it, and somebody would challenge you to three bags. Yeah, from the, the other side. Yeah, yeah. Remember, you got to hit two or three or have yeah. after hat trick? Yes. And he would, to his credit, man, roll in there like he's a fucking Vegas show, knows what time the show's. Starts. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And Good night, everybody. It was, when, oh, awesome. it was yeah. when the media, right? <laughs> yeah, right? So the media would all start piling in. Mm-hmm. And I was never in the locker room during the media. That is a pretty true story. I didn't get asked, like specifically asked. I think if I hung out, they would ask me more questions. Mm-hmm. But everybody thinks I was some media whore whenever I was. I was not. I only ran my Twitter and I did shit uh, for the Colts. That's it. That was literally all it was. All the other stuff, I didn't really do much. So. As they would be coming in, I would time up my shower with getting dressed to be leaving. Smart. So as they're coming in, I'm like finishing up my clothes, and there would always be somebody on the other side of the locker room, and it would be like a half court shot basically for the for cornhole though. Yeah. So it's not it's not an NBA three the standard NBA three length. It's like a half court shot, mm-hmm. and I'm like just putting my clothes on, and all these fucking local sports reporters and ESPN people are walking in. And I'm on like the other side of the locker room, and I just start yucking these cornhole bags, <laughs> and it's just like falling, boom, boom like right yeah. in. And then you see, like, it, I think the guy was a corner at the time. Most of the time, it was betting me, and falling, like this motherfucker, <laughs> bang another one, and then 
bang another one, or or I would go two out of three. It would normally be just hit one, mm-hmm. and I would normally hit two or three, and I would do a full like, "Are you not entertained?" thing. <laughs> All the media people walk in and they just see me like posing like that, and then I just walk away and go to like the cafeteria. Wrong, I would love to know in those media people like, what the fuck is McAfee always posing? Like? <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea. It was a very large gamble that just happened. <laughs> large. <laughs> Wild world. Bro, bro, bro. Uh, you don't blog, neither do I, really. I appreciate that. I appreciate the nod there. I have a mental blog, and this is from Jeff to the bro, bro, bros. Okay. <laughs> Let's All go. Right. All right. It's the season of giving. I'm Jeff. <laughs> to the bro, From the bro. desk of you, Jeff Corbin. Listen, you go into wifey's purse. You know she runs the purse strings in that relationship. <laughs> Kids, you go to Ma's purse, Dad's wallet. I don't care. You take out what you will because you're going to repay him back in tenfold. Oh. And I mean this. You take that baby oil and you slap it all over the back of Philip Rivers tonight and you oh. ride that mule like you're at a county fair. Like Clint Eastwood. That's like it. You. Like you're at a county fair and you hold on tight to that old man, put your hands around his neck and just ride him out. You sit on the back of his haunches, watch Keenan Allen, watch Joey Bosa. It's happening tonight. He has a knack for winning games that they shouldn't win. Need I go back mm-hmm. to 2006? Seven, nope. Darren Sproles, playoff game, Peyton, Marvin, Reggie, Edge, everybody on fire. They come Fucking in here, ciphers. slap around the Colts. It's That's happening awesome. again tonight. Eight. Patrick Mahomes, we love you, but again, again, if steal, I don't care what you have Wait, to do. Wait, I didn't know we're betting against Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> and the bros out there know what I'm talking about. Pat, again, I do. baby oil him up and you slap around his I neck and I ride like him. Here's the best part. I don't know. Connor no. is all over the show. Oh, all over, baby. Yes. All over, baby. Oh, all bro. over That's the show. You're welcome. Bro. Yeah. Friday morning, apologize to mom and dad and the, and, the, and the beloved wife and say, hey, I had to do this for us. Bro, bro, bro. Yep. Unbelievable lock right there. That was some deep football conversation there. Yeah, it was great. I love when we just slip into that. That normally, yeah, that does just happen. It just kind of drops into it. And I know it because the entire room has a different sense to it. It's like everybody's ears perk up and they're like, oh, this is something that we would like to hear more about. And I don't even realize that this is stuff that people probably don't even know about, right? Like these types of things. If you're not in a locker room, you probably don't know about it. It's a cool situation. I enjoy doing it. Well, it gets lost on all of us too because we're around you every day, but we still haven't heard like 90% of this <laughs> shit. So it's like when you start talking about it, it's like, all right, well, yeah, I got a couple more questions. Yeah, well, you... Okay, now that we got you here, uh, that's pretty much yeah, what it is. Yeah, exactly. It's a cool convo. I had another great conversation earlier this morning with a man who is uh, a trailblazer in the blogging world, a man who sold blogs to two different, to ESPN and to NBC, this guy. He's good. He let me on his show. Very nice of him. Mr. Paisan Mike Florio. All right, we got Pat McAfee on the line. He joins us now. Patrick, good morning. How are you, buddy? Mr. Florio, thank you so much for having Top of the Morning to your beautiful soul. It's great to have you on the program. I was just talking about Stephen Hauschka getting blown up over the weekend. What, what was your thought when you saw that big hit that he took uh, on Sunday? Okay, I'm thankful that you asked me because this has caused quite a controversy with my show. <laughs> so, Henry Anderson, Goose is his name, 
was a friend of mine at the Indianapolis Colts. We did rehab together. His rookie year, they were calling him Baby J.J. Watt at the Colts because he was making a lot of plays. He tears his ACL. A new defensive scheme comes into Indianapolis. He gets sent away to the Jets. He's on like kind of a trial run right now with the Jets, a one-year prove-it deal as his rookie deal expires here. So when I first saw it, I was not happy with Mr. Goose. I was not excited. I sent Mr. Anderson a mean tweet telling him that the brand would like a word with him uh, <laughs> and, that we, and that we would like to talk to him. He responded, uh, asked me if he is calling in to plead his case or get yelled at by me. I said, well, let's have a court trial. Let's have a trial. I would like to have an actual trial. You come in and plead your case. I watch the show Bull every single Monday night. I like the courtroom setting. I enjoy it. So he calls in, and at the beginning of the trial, I am going to be honest, although I am very good friends with Henry Anderson, I was obviously going to side with Stephen Hauschka. I do not like kickers getting blown up in what appeared to be in that viral clip, too, just for no reason. But when Henry Anderson explained his side of the story, he said Hauschka was running over to put himself in a position to make a tackle after a blocked field goal could have potentially been returned. Earlier in the game, Hauschka did a slide tackle, tackle attempt on somebody. Henry Anderson said, if I don't block him there and he makes a slide tackle effort and this guy, our guy is returning the field goal, scores a touchdown, I'm probably going to get cut. I'm probably going to get chewed out. So he chose to block Stephen Hauschka. Now, later he admitted that he probably did it in too hard of a fashion, but he explained the law of inertia. Hauschka landed on his butt slash side because he carried with his left hand. Do I think he hit him in an aggressive, cheap fashion? I do. Like, I don't think he had to do it that way. But as a punter or kicker, I think it is a honor of a lifetime when somebody decides to block you because that means one thing and one thing only. In their mind, at one moment, they thought you could potentially make a play against their team. So I came out and said that although the shot might have been a little bit hard, which Henry Anderson agreed that he'll never do it that way again because of the hate he's been receiving from Bill's Mafia on Twitter – I feel as if that block, because Hauschka was setting himself up to go make a play, Hauschka was also in a no-man zone for kickers and punters where there is people in front of you and behind you. That is a no-man zone for kickers and punters. You have to keep your head on a swivel whenever that's happening. Kevin Huber, this happened to Kevin Huber with the Steelers years ago. Huber would tell you that he was in a place he shouldn't have been where there's somebody behind him and in front of him, so you don't know what's going on. So my overall ruling was, that Henry Anderson actually respected Stephen Hauschka by blocking him and respected his athleticism. And I've obviously caught some heat from Mrs. Hauschka for this, but honestly, I think Stephen Hauschka is such a freak athlete, Henry Anderson was scared of him and decided to block him. And he says it's from the side, which if you watch the tape, he does land on his butt slash back. I hate that Hauschka's got hurt from this, but if we ever want to be respected as football players, kickers and punters, these are the types of things that happen on football fields. I'll never, ever say that he should have hit a punter or a kicker softer. He can say that, though. I think it's ultimately your fault. I think you're the one to blame. I, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of your hit on Trendon Holiday. No one wants to allow a kicker or a punter to make a hit like that ever again, so you don't even want to take the chance that a guy's going to go over there and drop the boom on whoever has the ball, so you, you drop the boom on him before he can. I, Mike, I would never say it. You are a professional. 
I think you saying that means a lot to a lot of people. But I will say this. Stephen Hauschka's wife was coming after me on Twitter for laughing about the whole thing. <laughs> so I, and then her friends, I think, were tweeting me, and some Bills Mafia were tweeting me about how I was a bad this, and that's why I'm taking a shot at a good kicker like Hauschka. I like Hauschka a lot, but, I mean, I had 24 tackles in the NFL. I had a bunch of tackles in WVU, you got to watch it. Our special teams wasn't great. And in high school, our special teams units were basically non-existent. I've been making tackles for the entire existence of my football career. And for me, whenever a team would send somebody to block me, which happened a lot in the NFL, it was like a sign of honor. Now, granted, I wasn't scared to hit a circle button on a blocker, though, Mike. I'll go make a play if I have to because in the film room the next day, if you're a kicker or punter that makes a big play, you are, it, the way people act is, is if you hit a scratch-off for $5 million, and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never thought of it that way, but you may as well go ahead and take that big hit because that's right, you're going to be the hero of the film room when they go back and look at it. All right, I'm looking at the Colts right now. And they have turned it around faster than anyone thought they could. And I know you're in Indy. It's your adopted hometown. uh, And you played for the Colts for many years. Who do you give the bulk of the credit to for the turnaround of this franchise? Does it go to GM Chris Ballard? Does it go to new coach Frank Reich? I think it really is a team effort here. And I'm only saying that because of the last regime. You could tell that the GM and the head coach weren't on the same page. So the gelling never really happened. Right now... Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, and even add in Andrew Luck, by the way. Andrew Luck coming in and feeling very comfortable with Frank Reich is a huge thing. The young nucleus of players that the Indianapolis Colts have, the defensive player of the year is going to be on the Colts, Darius Leonard. His nickname is the Maniac. He, uh, he leads the NFL in tackles right now. Andrew Luck's feeling good. Frank Reich has the team believing. And I think, I think in the next couple years you're going to see some very, very, very – big-time games in the Colts' future. I don't think this year, obviously, with the way the Houston Texans have been playing, even though the Colts just beat them. But that young nucleus that Chris Ballard wanted to build around, he wanted to build a culture before he brought in any big-time free agents. I think he has done that. Now, whenever they have some money to spend, Frank Reich gets to use some new toys. I think the Colts are going to be a special team to watch. And they have the all-time leading scorer in a scoring game in the league's history who has a big-ass Santa beard on his face right now. That always <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he can moonlight at the local mall. Uh, I hadn't thought of that with Vinatieri, but uh, yeah. And he's st- it's amazing that he, kill- he still is going as strong as he is. It seems like the guy's never going to stop. I want to take you back to your original hometown of Pittsburgh. We communicated about this via text message when we were setting this up. The Steelers, they've lost three in a row after winning six in a row. There's just a weird vibe with that team right now. You've seen that team your whole life. What, what do you think is wrong with the Steelers right now? I've always, I've always thought that Ben Roethlisberger – elite quarterback, right? He never got treated like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Drew Brees by anybody, right? The media, he never gets treated. Even whenever I was sitting in team meetings, whenever we were going through the game plan on how we will beat the Steelers, nobody ever treated Ben Roethlisberger in those meetings I was in as if he was Aaron Rodgers or he could beat you himself. Then we would go into games and Ben Roethlisberger would throw for 500 yards against us and score 60-some points. Antonio Brown, is, Antonio Brown is the greatest wide receiver in the game, by some people's opinions. 
And you can't be the best wide receiver in the game if you don't have somebody throwing it to you. Roethlisberger's numbers are outrageous. They're stupid. They're silly. They're Hall of Fame level. But what Roethlisberger doesn't do is he doesn't lead his team how you would expect a Hall of Fame quarterback to lead his team. Everybody has their ways of doing it. Phillip Rivers is a leader, an incredible quarterback, and he chirps a lot. He's a high emotional guy. But all these people you see who are leaders of their franchise and they're paid the most money and all this, you never see them with the drama that surrounds Pittsburgh, whether it's Roethlisberger calling out a rookie quarterback in the media a couple weeks ago and then saying that he's earned the right to throw a teammate under the bus. That just, these are, let alone the Le'Veon Bell situation. We're talking about, it's just always drama in Pittsburgh. And if you look at the teams that win, normally the drama is not involved because it's hard enough to win a game there to begin with. Now we got this whole x-ray is not good enough to give a, a conclusive report. And Roethlisberger said he could go in. Tomlin said we didn't know. It's just there's always drama, it feels like. And it's such a, a prestigious organization. I think if they eliminate the drama and get the football, I think that'll help. But I have no idea how you do that because it seems to be like a magnet for drama over there, the real housewives of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it really does feel like it's baked in, Pat. Like, at this point, there's nothing that can be done to change it other than having a new starting quarterback or getting a new head coach because it's just so much of part of the DNA of the way this organization currently is constructed. It's just not going to change anytime soon. Well, the, 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 he's so good, right? He's so good at football, and he makes incredible plays. And everything from – I mean, his ribs – got injured. I'm assuming they actually got injured if they chose to sit him. Starting quarterback gets benched, by the way, for Josh Dobbs in the middle of a playoff hunt the same day the Ravens play. It's basically what happened. But they said that the rib injury, they couldn't tell. He's been preparing for this his entire career. He doesn't try to avoid contact. He gets hit. These are things Ben Roethlisberger can make plays that no other quarterback can make, but he also brings drama that no other quarterback can make. So they're kind of like in this thing where they've made their bed, now they have to sleep in it and just hope it all kind of disappears. But I'm just not sure, Mike. I have no idea. You know, uh, I got to run. I'm running out of time. But you mentioned the Adam Vinatieri Santa Claus beard. I've got a challenge for Pat McAfee for 2019. I want Pat McAfee to grow the Dave Leffler mustache. I he, um, this is going to sound embarrassing, uh, but I have the facial hair of an adolescent. I mean, it's like a bunch of little pubic hair <laughs> thrown on my face. Okay. It is a bad, Thank you. Bad thing. Thank you. <laughs> if I was a if I was a Pizon like you, maybe I'd be able to pull it off. I did the 23andMe DNA kit. I'm .009 Italian. Welcome to the Italian but it's not in the picture. But I, I mentioned Dave Leffer because we both got a kick out of the Pittsburgh retired detective who was just dominating on Jeopardy a couple of weeks ago. I just, I, you know, that, I'm fascinated by that show. And anytime there's any guy that is even moderately relatable and to see him do well, it was just, it was great. And he has a great mustache. I agree with that completely. The handlebar looked beautiful. And in those nerd Super Bowl, it's not hard. It's not easy to find somebody that you can see yourself talking or having a beer with. That's why I was hoping Dave would never lose. He got tripped up. He did his thing, won a lot of money for Pittsburgh. Though, shout out, Yinzer genius, Dave Blackburn. All right. Hey, Pat, great as always, pal. Happy holidays. We'll check out the Pat McAfee show. We look forward to talking to you soon, buddy.
Pat McAfee Show 2.0. It's a good one. Have a great one. I appreciate you, Mr. Florio. Okay, it is almost the holiday season. It is Thursday. That means the weekend is very, very close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sweet smell of freedom is just around the corner. Ooh, yeah. You can put it on your palate. You can taste it in the air. Mm-hmm. It is freedom time. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that's good for freedom and holiday season is great music and great tunes. Oh, Needed. Yeah. Spotify is not a sponsor of the show. They do sponsor other podcasts. They do not sponsor ours. <laughs> what? So I don't enjoy giving them this amount of love. Someone let them know. But their data did some amazing things for my playlist. <laughs> great data. Great data. So they've acquired... People are sending us pictures. Mm-hmm. That are your top podcasts listened to. When you weren't listening to music, you also listened to. And mm-hmm. our podcasts were on there, and people have been tweeting us pictures. We appreciate you for Love that. Love it. Awesome. Very, much. You. Very much. By the way, we need you. Thankful for you. Yes. Spotify also put together a My Top Songs of 2018. Your Top Ooh. Songs 2018. Huh. I recognized this this morning on my way into work. And I think I have a fucking heater of a playlist. <laughs> I think Spotify, and I'm wondering if this happened. You know the data goes to a data girl or guy. Yeah, right. yeah. You think data girl or guy looked at this playlist, my top ones, and was like, "Yo, Pat McAfee dash US is fucking crushing." <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that might have happened? I think it's I for think sure. It's exactly. I think it went happened. to Watson, and Watson's brain might have overfried because of heaters. Yes, too many heaters. And I, I thought to myself while Watson. riding in this morning, I was like, I think this is a playlist that every human on earth could like. Sure. Absolutely. So now I would like to play it for you. Uh, Please do it. Okay. There's like 40 songs. We'll go quick. Okay. Number one song, I think, unless it's in no particular order, I don't know their data. Right? I'm not a data. I don't know how it works. I was trying to figure that out too. I can't tell. This one might have been because this is an every morning thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is kind of what wakes me up. This might have been on your 2017 list too. It might have been. This is just a feel good. Didn't even really want to go. Oh. But if you get me out, you get a show. Oh. There's so many bodies Ding. on the floor. Right. So, baby, we should go and add some more. Are you down, did it, down, did it, down, did it? I like that spot. They spell out the, the lyrics there. Did it down, did it down. You get some good facts there, too. Everywhere I look at people's heads. It's simplicity made us want to start with it. It says Apple. Establishing the core elements of Marion Hill before we blow it all up. That's when I got big. This actually might have been January. That was a Christmas commercial, I think. So January would be a Christmas commercial. Fucking idiot. New New Year's commercial. Can I send him? It was a Super Bowl, wasn't it? Could have been Super Bowl. It was right around there, yeah. January. No, it was the Super Bowl. So it's not Christmas. It was a Super Bowl song. February. Like, I think you're onto it, but you said Christmas, which is clearly... I should have said January. Almost Lincoln's birthday. <laughs> Flag day. Never heard of it? Mm-hmm. Anyways. Mm. Oh. Huh? No. Huh? You know this one? Yeah. Buy a boat. <laughs> that comes out of nowhere. It's oh, awesome. <laughs> Take a drink. Say hello. Oh, Why don't you buy a yacht? <laughs> <laughs> Buy some jeans. It was the rich writer in the group. Yeah. <laughs> some yuppie writer. Uh, can't they buy a boat or something? Get along down the road. We got a long, long way to go. Scared to live, scared to die. We ain't perfect, but we try. Get along. 
the New Year's song. Good reflections. Buy your mom. Talk to your mom. Buy a boat. Drink a beer. That's what you do. Who is singing that, by the way? Kenny. It's not his words, though. I learned that it was heartbroken a couple years ago. Yeah. It's number three. Great song. Oh. There's no way it's number three of all the year because it's very recent, but this is a heater. You haven't heard it yet, but I'm about to do an interview with Tyler Trent here at the end. Mm-hmm. It's coming up. Kind of uh, send you off in a very inspiring, mm-hmm. by, inspiring weekend. Mm-hmm. His grandma was there. Mm-hmm. And on her license plate on the front, it said OMA dash GRMA dash NANA. Wow. So I thought it was Uma Grandma Na Na Na. That's what I thought. That's what I got. Uma Grandma Na Na Na. So I go in and I see her there and I go to shake her hand. And he's like, this is my the Tony, the dad. He's mm-hmm. like, this is grandma. And I go, Uma Grandma Na Na Na. <laughs> he, did. Oh, he did several times. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. Uh, it, she has a German yeah, that says Uma, Uma yeah. and then some grandkids call her Grandma, uh-huh. and then yeah. some call her Nana, yeah. and she did not put them together. That was just for all the grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's that marketing scheme. Uma, Grandma, Nana, Nana. Uma, Grandma, Nana. Uma, Grandma, Nana, Nana. It's real. Then, then, this guy had a big ear. This guy had a big ear. But ain't nothing touched this. Ooh. All these are good songs. This is the best album. I agree. If you don't know by now, I'm talking about Shy Town. That's why Zito likes this song. Will you guys always support Kanye no matter what he does? It's tough. He showed his iPhone password. We still support him. Such a troll. Then this. Oh. I don't know if this is what you guys think it is. Yeah. Oh, I can see it. Oh, I know what it is. Yep. Really? I didn't know other people listening to this. Seriously. Oh, it's party. What is it? Do you know what this is, Don? I have no idea. It's all right. Let's just settle in then. We used to listen to this on radio all the time. I don't pay attention hey. to what you do, man. <laughs> you shouldn't. Things are building. Do you feel it, bro, bro, bro? Not there yet. I can feel it. Not there yet. I'll get there, though. A little slow to start. Just sort of dozing off. It's going to take you on a ride, bro, bro. Still not there. Slow. <coughs> Coming. Oh shit! Shit! <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Oh, European. <laughs> what is that? A EDM. What do I got? Yeah, hasn't made his way to the state yet. <laughs> yeah. 
ever have a morning where you're just not, you're not having it? Maybe you're incredibly hungover, or maybe you drank half a bottle of NyQuil the night before. Because <laughs> you forgot you were drinking NyQuil at the time. <laughs> that happens. I think this is in a Boost Mobile commercial now. Really? Really? Ah, so one of the, one of the carriers. <laughs> Sounds like it. That was a very Zeno line right there. <laughs> one of the carriers. This one is not. By the way, can we cut out about 16, 17 minutes of the opening and get right into that one? Then it's a big hit. This guy, if it's oh not man. for the rain, the sunshine wouldn't mean shit. Uh-huh. If it wasn't for the drought, you wouldn't need the rain. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If it wasn't for the milk, it would be the cow. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to start the movie with people talking right there. I need a, yeah. I need a drone shot of the city. Mm, yeah. yeah. Before. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pan in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'll tell you what, you, you pretty quick flipper. <laughs> <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard the one Chesney song. That's it. The rest I'm, I'm just shut out of. Really? Yeah. I what, a, what about this one? This is you. He's by himself, but he's hot. What was that? By himself. I think he said a Hitachi 99. It's a, good, it's a very good massage. <laughs> <laughs> No, the Hitachi. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I know. Zito did. What was that? I told him to talk in the mic. I know. He's like a child over here. Like, Zito can't even read his own name. He knows he's speaking to fucking mic. <laughs> Z-I-T-F. <laughs> Attaboy. It's on me. That was a little bit of low. I didn't mean that. He had a show for four and a half years, radio. You would think he knows how to speak into a fucking microphone. I was dozing off at the five-minute intro. Excuse me. Oh, you're telling me when that thing hit, you were... We're back. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) You mind if I spread out a little bit? You're a small guy. This used to be on my gym playlist, Gorms. This is what you do. When this part's on, you just walk around. Walk around. Water, man. Feel it up. Maybe you get your little water break. But if it ain't Stapleton or Pearl Jam, I usually ain't listening. I mean, I'm I'm a simple guy. Let's go, Gorms. You and Ty go to fucking Eddie Vedder concerts. I'm I'm a, you know. I'm a, I'm a simple guy. Have you seen this uh, duet with Stapleton and Justin Timberlake? Yeah. Because it's electric. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, three years ago. Yeah, Excuse yeah me. it was. Excuse me, this is building. <laughs> yeah, still building. Still. We're, we're already into Saturday. <laughs> the song wasn't built in a day. Of How many seconds do we think we're into that song that second time 37. around? 37. Yeah. It's 22, I think it beat right around minutes. a minute, right? What do you think? I will say 47. I'm going to hire. 45. Uh, Todd, uh, we shouldn't even play the game. 47 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Todd's playing the game. We're still building. That's awesome. 48. 49. <laughs> 50. We are at 55 seconds and counting. It is a little long. Probably could have done 30. Uh, or the, 45. Yeah, yeah, 45. Is it 115? Most of the great ones are usually long, like 130, 120. What do you mean? Oh, it's a Titanic? What are you talking about? (laughs) Have you heard of Opus before? Who? Opus? No, he's not on my top play. Let's get back to it. I don't know what the fucking Opus is. Sorry, you start that one right before you got to change plates. Eric Prince? You ever heard of Eric Prince? 
I'm yeah, like calling it. me. Yeah, yeah. He uh, has a song, Opus. The intro is about 250. It's insane. Me. You're saying I'd like it, though, you think? No. It's a, it's a very big build, but nope. yeah, you definitely so I, by I, the end. I can't watch it. Like uh, Making of a Murderer or whatever? Yep. Mm-hmm. Can't watch it. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that's a good impression. Oh, yeah, man. I love yeah. Stephen Avery. <laughs> My life be like, ooh, uh, You know this song, Jeff? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking better. <laughs> Never heard that. That's bad. As someone, was a, as someone who was a musical tour manager, I feel like you yeah, should know Yeah, like more I music. said, I'll go back. Chris Stapleton, yeah, yeah, you know, Pearl true. Jam. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not listening to How about this guy? <laughs> he was traveling for some time. Time. Looking for a fishing pole. And? and a Never heard of it. And a bottle of shine. What? That's embarrassing. I think you should be embarrassed. What do you mean embarrassed? I, I don't have Netflix and I don't have Facebook. <laughs> I mean, I've never had Facebook. Why, why should I be embarrassed? You know what? That's know where everybody plays their fucking music. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two. And if it's not there, if not there, Netflix for sure. If you're, if you're not listening to music on Facebook, you're listening to music on Netflix. <laughs> Who was it? I, help me out on there. Oh, I love him. Darius Rock. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yeah. Darius probably would crush this. Here's a long build. Jam. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you know. Watch your words in this next couple seconds. Got it. Love it so far. Okay. Great. Pretty good, huh? Not bad. Already at target getting out of the car though. You know what I mean? Oh, man. You know what I mean, bro? I mean, come on. Start it in the garage. (laughs) He's 70 years old, and he's got the attention span of a 12 year old. For fuck's sake. Get to it. Christ. It's the string scores. <laughs> it's 59 seconds of strings. <laughs> and then we get into it. Choose your words wisely. Well, I don't need to fly no more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Will Smith, yeah. love him. <laughs> Oh fuck it. This fucking guy. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> hey Gorms, take a fucking hike. <laughs> Just for future reference, we love Will Smith here. Love uh, I got kicked out. Man. That was not Will Thanks Smith. Thanks for not being able to look me in the eye. All right. So all right. Uh, that was a tough miss. That's on our Will Smith. That's bro. our guy, Mac Miller. <laughs> yeah. Mac Miller just passed away. Oh, rest in peace. Yes, yeah, yeah, rest yeah, in yeah. peace. Ariana Grande. But <laughs> comparing yeah. him. So Will Smith completely makes up for anything I you ju- said. It's just a catalog. I just get it mixed up. Will Smith is a legend, obviously. Yeah. Will Smith is one of the greatest actors, oh, yeah. rappers. Where's he at on, your, he at on your playlist? Social media. <laughs> 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 I was actually just scrolling pretty deep here. I didn't know how long it would last. Nick might have hacked your uh, playlist. Now. Oh, my God. I think he got it out there. Anyways. An- Anti-Lightning that fire's not in there? Uh, <laughs> that fire. <laughs> Everybody get lit. <laughs> hey, you like Will Smith? You ever meet him? Yeah. Good guy. Good guy. 
Great guy. Big smile. Great to meet you. You know, just plays the game great. Good hands. Plays the game great. great. Yeah. Plays, the, you mean plays the game great. Football game. Life? Right. Yeah. You're talking, he plays the game of life, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's dominated everything he does. He everything. Does. Right? Everything he does. Muhammad Ali. Yeah, if you're a sheep. <laughs> if you're a sheep, I don't think Yeah, Todd. Works. Does that work? I don't think that works. <laughs> nope. Does not. Oh, yeah. No, there's wolves and sheep. Sheep just follow the herd. But is, you could be a sheep? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Really? I mm-hmm. thought sheep was a plural thing. No, no. I, What did you think the singular was? Shipe. <laughs> 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 to be honest, while I was making the argument, <laughs> sheep was, All my was very much, I was deep, I was reaching deep in there. That was tough. Shrimp. Anyways, Will Smith is good at everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. He He's got a banger for every genre of life. Yep. 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 So. Open marriage, too. Mm-hmm. Get all, mm-hmm. get all worked out. What's that? I don't know what that means. Yeah, you have sex with whoever you want. Didn't start open. Yeah. Just yeah. Be home by midnight. Hey, we, he forced his way into that one. It would not be fair for him to keep himself to just one woman. Wait! It's not. I have not changed. Mm-hmm. I have not yeah, changed. I've been, I've been Still watching. Yes. I have not changed. And I scrolled. We are here. Uh-oh. What's it, the last one oh, on the list? Wow. I will screenshot it. It is. I, will, I don't want people to think I search because in the. No, I, I, I watched. Didn't. I, you didn't. Yeah, we're gonna YouTube will be able to see yeah, this. Yeah. The heaters will light them up. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bad last... idea, by the way. One of the last songs on the playlist to send us into the weekend. Hashtag Endgame. Hashtag Endgame. Send us photos of what you're going to buy after winning. Bro, bro, bro bets. Yeah. Follow it on Twitter. At Tom McComas, at Diggs, at Nick Morado, at Viva Lazito, at Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt, at Bailey McComas. R.I.P. To Evan Foxy's grandpa. Mm-hmm. He's in uh, Michigan right. for that. Mm-hmm. Tease and peace yep. to the whole Fox family. Can't wait to see Foxy back. We already did one one exit out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Where I mentioned potential sympathy v- yep. vagina for uh-huh. Foxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. his grandpa just passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I would not say it twice. No, but I don't want to put it out there. Yeah. I don't want people yeah. to know that Foxy literally just come back from a funeral. So if you're out there... Mm-hmm. Donations are welcome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Foxy, handsome young man. There's, deserves some attention. I think he right deserves now. a little. Yeah. He's in a time he, of need. He needs to turn it around, too. Yeah. Nice yeah. little time. Something to distract him. Yep. Somebody throw him a bone. Grieving sex, unbelievable. Not a bone. Well, Top you know of the list. <laughs> Give him a bone. Better than makeup sex. <laughs> we don't want to bring him a bone. That's wrong. <laughs> Gorman, let's... <laughs> Because that has been questioned on the internet. One bone oh. in the one bone in the room. Is I didn't. Enough. I did not throw go. I, I wasn't going there on Foxy. That's yeah. my. That's well, my you kind of said throw him a bone. Well, I meant it, it, the phrase throw him a bone. And by the way, while we're at it, it's fucking data. It's not data. Okay. <laughs> God damn it! I'm sitting here for five minutes listening to you guys saying data, data. It's 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 not data. It's data. It's data. It's data. All right. It's data. It's data. <laughs> Todd, anything here? Oh, the guy in Star Trek that was named Data. Exactly. It's data. <laughs> All right. And Mac Miller, rest in peace. All right. Yep. There you go. Will Smith, continue living well. Yeah. Uh, hashtag Endgame. Hashtag Endgame. Uh, name of the Avengers movie. You're welcome. The, the uh, pictures of what you're going to buy whenever you win, bro, bro, bro bets. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Evan Fox's grandpa. Have a great day. Ty Schmidt, this is the song that is on my top of 2018. Mm-hmm. Near the bottom, obviously. Mm-hmm. One I was questioned about. You know it. I'm so excited that this is on my top 2018. This proves that I am no phony fan. It's the best. Spotify's data? Data. (laughs) (laughs) They see it, Nick. No. No.
take a high. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard this song, Gorman? Never heard. Never? So good, right? It's so good. It's probably the best song I've ever heard in my entire life. Has it kicked in yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's going. Start, yeah. Will Smith. Pizza. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got an accent in it. He's got an accent in it. <laughs> Will Smith's so good. Yeah. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Light up the place. Will! 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 Don't hurt yourself. Will! <laughs> Careful, Will! Careful! Alright, Will. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna catch hell. Is it Pitbull? <laughs> I'm out of here. It's cutouts in the office. We're just dancing with us. <laughs> you gotta be the dumbest. <laughs> I thought we were going to hire smarter and people. People are saying the, the pub's taking hells? Yeah. We ain't part of them Negatrons, we Ladies and gentlemen, I am coming to you live. From a living room in a beautiful home in Carmel, Indiana. Joining me is a handsome man. An attractive man. A man that the world knows and I'm happy they do because he's an absolute, sorry, Uma Grandma, na na na, badass <laughs> of a man. And I am so honored to be here, Mr. Tyler Trent. How are you, Tyler? I'm doing well. How are you, Pat? Good. So, just for people that don't know, if they don't know, they're idiots. You came to be a national name when College Game Day did a special on you. I got to meet you a year before that whenever I was on Purdue's campus. You're a Purdue legend, and you're just this aura of awesome at all times. I remembered it like it was yesterday when I met you on a Purdue campus. The College Game Day propelled that to the rest of the world, and now you are a picture of grit, a picture of positivity, and your life has taken quite a change here. You've been on the, you were at the College Football Game Day Awards. You were with the NBA people. And the one statement rings true. Everybody is lucky to meet you. And I hope you do know that at this point. Well, thank you. I appreciate that compliment. It means a lot. No problem. Who's been the coolest person you met? The coolest person I met? Yeah. Um, good question. I don't know. I met a lot of cool people. So many. Every single day, I look on the internet, and you were with Charles Barkley the other day. Was he hilarious in real life? Yeah, he's oh. he's a great guy. His golf swing has also come back together. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> he's found a. Golf I don't. Swing. You don't know that. How about Kyler Murray? Did you know he was going to win the Heisman when you met him? I uh, know, but after I met him, I figured he would. Really? Why is that? Because he is a cool guy as well. Very nice guy. Yeah, really nice guy. Drafted to the MLB, he's got nine million dollars waiting for him as soon as he decides to leave with his Heisman. Yeah. Purdue is taking on Auburn. Yeah. How do we feel about it? Pretty good. They're uh they're right they're running back just left. Auburn's? Transferred. Before the bowl. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Apparently, apparently they're apparently his coach burned the his red shirt mid season and so he transferred. Brom did not leave. Nope. Everybody thought he was gonna go to Louisville because your friend Dan Dockett started that rumor. Yep. That's your friend. Yep. Apparently. 
<laughs> dad is in the background i am friends with dad doggage by the way so you saying no 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 on the other side is very hilarious um and your your story has become one honestly that has motivated and inspired millions of people i have no idea if you knew that was going to happen if you had any did you have any sense at the beginning of this whole thing that you are you are a badass individual that the world is finally getting to see did you know that you were going to be an inspiration for millions and millions of people i had no idea no it was something i had prayed for but something i never thought that was going to happen but something that i prayed and believed that would happen and something that did happen so i'm thankful for it you wrote your words were in the indie star about the holiday season basically being grateful your legacy is going to be one where people are just inspired to wake up and enjoy every single day that has to feel so good to be just to be that yeah and i hope it is christmas big time of year it is yeah favorite christmas gift of all time of all time good question take your time we got nothing but time (laughs) i'll go first go for it okay i once bought myself a professional wrestling ring <laughs> I've never used it. It's sitting in my barn. If you would like it, I could give you that for Christmas. That could be a good Christmas gift. I think seeing a kid in a wheelchair in a wrestling ring. <laughs> that would be a picture. Let me tell you what. Tyler, you could change that. You could change it. You could be the first in the wrestling. We should think about making that happen. You are a lifelong Purdue fan? Uh, not lifelong, no. Group of an IU fan, actually. Too straight. What happened? Um, I got cancer. Okay. <laughs> so IU, see you later. Yep. Yep. Bye bye IU. Yeah, pretty much. So you get you are a three time cancer survivor. Uh, you are currently kicking its ass right now again for the fourth time. Am I correct? That would be correct. Yeah, I'd say this is fourth time, right? Same cancer every single time. Yep. So you beat it first time, comes back. Beat it again. Yeah. Comes back. Yeah. Beat it a third time. Comes back. And you still have this positive aura when a lot of people probably would have gotten fed up with it. How do you stay so positive? Uh, it all goes back to my faith, honestly. Probably does. That's that's the cornerstone of my life. My faith. Um, just being able to wake up every day and know that, you know, I, I have a Savior who loves me and... At the end of the day, uh, everything's going to be all right um, is what keeps me going. You're the toughest dude I've seen. You're the, you're the toughest dude I've seen. I've showered with guys who <laughs> who battle and, and hand joust for a living and, and tackle people and they're 350, 400 pounds. I've seen wrestlers. I've met wrestlers who battle through injuries and this and that. You're the toughest human I've ever met in my entire life. Well, thank you. And it's all because of the faith. Yep. What's on the agenda for today? Do we have a TV watching schedule or do, do we get on the uh, internet? What do we spend our days doing? I write a lot. I do some some stuff for the Colts on the side. Oh, you, really? Yeah. What are you doing for the Colts? Uh, player analysis, actually. And that, that statistics stuff. What, is this just under the table? They're paying you under the table, like uh, behind closed doors. Nobody knows that you get, the Colts have a secret weapon coming from them live from this living room. Apparently, so 
I don't know if you're telling the truth right now. No, it's the Colts true. reach out to you and they say, "Listen, Tyler, here's the deal. On the road, team doesn't look great right now. They hire you. They go on a five-game winning streak. Lose to the Jaguars shouldn't happen. Get back in the winning because of you. I don't know if it's because of me. I want to credit it to me in any way. I will. I'll set it. Because they're same team before you joined them, <laughs> same team after you joined them. They started winning. What have you been doing? You've been doing data and analytics and stuff like that. Yeah. What so, have you learned? Um, so that's what I wanted to do before when I went to Purdue is sports analytics, moneyball type stuff was kind of why I went to Purdue um, and what I wanted to do professionally. So I entered for them over the summer, and then now because of um, my story. I've gotten to know Chris Ballard and told him, hey, anytime you want me to do some data stuff for you, let me know. And he came back and said, hey, here's here's a spreadsheet. Here's what I want you to do. Want you to do. And so that's what we've been doing. Chris Ballard's a cool dude, man. Yes, he he's nice. He's nice got guy. that southern draw, too. It really yep. makes it. You know what I mean? Yep. Hey, Tyler, this is what we're going to need from you. Exactly. What did he need from you? What number? Can you tell me? Am I allowed to know the analytics that you've come up with? Or are we full Beeman? Is that the guy's name? Was Billy Beeman. Who was the money ball guy? Oh, Billy Bean. Billy Bean. Yes. Brad Pitt. Yeah. What are? Am I allowed to know the secret sauce that you've done for the Colts? Or I don't no? know. I can show you the spreadsheet if you want to see it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm real excited about this. <laughs> no, Dad's saying no in the back. <laughs> All right, let's read off some stats here that have made the Colts... <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. You don't have to show me this. What is one thing you've learned from the analytics though that you didn't expect? Just like just like ticketing. I I've been doing some ticketing and stuff as well. Just like in where you know, demographics of people who buy tickets and where they come from. Business of this whole thing. Oh yeah. I didn't know this was happening. The Colts are literally have an ace up their sleeve. <laughs> Selling tickets for them. Are you the reason why they came out with like the two-game season ticket options? I'll be excited to hear this. Look at this. What are these? Uh, this is all player evaluations. So, so I was sent a bunch of um, video of players. So this is like their evaluations. So you're scouting players for the Indianapolis Colts right now? I was. Who are we taking? Where are we going? We're probably going to have... I can't tell you that. Who are we picking, Tyler? That's not information I can tell you. So so that would have been... The the move is that you'll continue to do scouting for the Colts. I think so. Have you enjoyed it? I have. Did, did they give you like a film watching thing or have you I been did. doing it on your yeah. iPad? An XO's thing? Mm-hmm. Really? You got an XO's controller here? Mm-hmm. Little pause, laser pointer, mm-hmm. freeze, slow motion? Oh, yeah. They want you back. Who? Colts. No, no, no. I'm too retired now. I'm too <laughs> old. The answer is no. Did you do any film study of me? I did not. No. Good. Let's keep it that way. I don't need to hear it. I don't, I don't want to hear your... Because I feel like... Look at these numbers. He's all in right here. 465 speed on this guy. Dante Booker. Good for Dante. Dante doesn't even know. Dante Booker has no idea right now. He's worried about... He's from Ohio State here. He has no clue that Urban Meyer... Is retiring. He has no idea that there is a weapon scouting him right now for the Indianapolis Colts and Chris Ballard. One of the hottest teams in the NFL, by the way, you are scouting for right now. Hardly. What was that hardly talk? What was all that hardly talk? Hardly. You don't think they're the hot, one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now? I don't know. They're doing really well. Let me tell you what. They are. They are playing really well. 
You and are back in the playoff race. So see, good news. Steelers lose too. Yeah, good for the AFC North. Um, you have picture. You have jerseys signed here from. Oh boy, I just knocked down the Peyton one. That's on me. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. Uh, is that Kerrigan? Mm-hmm. Purdue guy, right? Yeah. Uh, Vinatieri, the goat. Luck. Have they all? Have you got to talk to all these people? Have they reached out? I have. Yeah. Drew Brees, good guy. Yes. Is he? It's interesting. He's exactly the guy you think he is. Well, I think terribly of him. Well, that's not good. Well, he stole a Super Bowl from my left ring finger my rookie year with his Saints team. Him and his baby up there celebrating. You remember that, Tyler? I do. Yep. 2010. That was the year. Yep. I did. I didn't do well, but we lost. We did. We did. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, what are you writing? Are you writing a book? You said you're doing a lot of writing as yeah. well. Yeah, we are. We are in the process of of writing a book. Actually, do you have a title? Yeah, we do. I feel like I messed this up. Don't worry about it. I I messed up the page. That's the one. 2002 game, actually. Do you want to know? This one here? Yeah. I was in high school then. Game worn 2002 paint manager. To Tyler, keep fighting and keep the faith. All my best. You have kept the faith. Good for Peyton. Good guy. Um, man, I feel like we're just... Oh, the book. You're writing a book right now? Yeah. A lot of pictures? Oh, no, we're not writing a book. Can we no. tease the book? No, we are writing a book. We are writing a book. But Can, I don't know if we can share the title yet. Okay, no title. Don't do the. Don't give me the title. We'll keep that out. What? Um, have you been writing the book in the notes section in there? No. Do you have uh, somebody helping you write? Yes. How's it been going? Has it been emotional? Awesome? Has it been emotional cool? Emotional for sure, yeah. Is it like sit-down interviews, full quick Q&A, and then they come back with something, you say you like it, you don't like exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. When's the release, you think? Good question. No idea. How close are we to f- the, the, is the book currently in the middle of being written, I assume? That's awesome. That's so cool. You have a book being written about you. You have, I assume there'll be a lot of documentaries from ESPN at some point for how much you've inspired people. You have messages from Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Vinatieri, Luck called you dude over here on his. Thinking of you, dude. That has to be a really cool feeling. It is, yeah. It's, uh, like, I, like I said, I feel really blessed. And I'm really grateful. Purdue beating Ohio State. Coolest thing that's happened thus far? Yeah, probably. There was no shot Ohio State was going to win that night with you there. No. I bet so hard on Purdue that night. I want to let you know I personally thank you for the the huge bet that I made. <laughs> You're welcome. It was... <laughs> I just want to let you know that I will donate that. And that's what I'll do because you have an incredible fun going. Uh, the Purdue University Dance Marathon. I got a chance to go check it out. A lot of it was happening in your honor, which was one of the coolest events I've ever been a part of in my life. I will. You know what? I should. I should donate that to the fund. I should donate that. Yeah, do it. Go for it. I will. because it, I also have an endowment at Purdue. An endowment at Purdue? Yeah. What you can donate to. What's that? A scholarship? Has that too. What's and you have a scholarship as well. You have an endowment, a scholarship, a book. 
Tyler, you are absolutely crushing it. <laughs> you are crushing it. It's not me. It really isn't. It's all. It's all my God. That's awesome. What What the hell is an endowment? I don't know. What is an, uh, an what endowment? What is an endowment? It's the Tyler Trent Purdue and Down. So when he's researched the matching dollar for dollar, he's raised $150,000 in it. $150,000 you have raised dollar for dollar? That is incredible. Hey, shout out to Purdue, by the way, for matching dollar for dollar with that. Shout out to you for being a face of this thing and making the world a much better place. I'm going to go to that. I'm going to donate to that because they'll donate as well. well. $150,000, Tyler Trent. That is incredible. It's a lot of money, yeah. It's a lot of money. The world is a much better place with you in it. Well, thank you. You need to know that, and you need to keep kicking ass, okay? I will, thank you. And I can't wait to read that book. I've never read a book in my life. I'll send you that. I'll send you a copy. I'll sign a copy and send it to you. Sounds good. If you could do the voiceover, too, to read it for me. I will. I will. I didn't go to West Virginia. I went to West Virginia. I didn't go to Purdue. West Virginia, Harvard of West Virginia, but... (laughs) (laughs) Tyler, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you. Keep making the world a better place. I'll try. Thank you. I can't wait to read that book. What's the name of it? I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) See, I'll get some serious trouble. (laughs) I will literally get lashed. (laughs) I'll have to call you to call CPS on behalf of me. (laughs) All right. All right. So just text it to me. I'm joking. Don't. I can't wait to read the book. Congratulations on everything. Keep kicking ass. You're inspiring the world. Thank you. No problem. And somebody has to put the Peyton Manning jersey back up. Yeah. No over worries. Here. I'll have someone do it. I'll bring a wrestling ring over too. We'll put it right up front. Sounds great. <laughs> My little brother will love it. Oh, yeah. The family. He wrestles. So dad here, obviously a a awesome human. Yeah. Obviously. And Purdue alum. Boy, they're up. IU fan your whole life. Your dad's a Purdue alum. He was an IU fan just to banter me. Yep. I was an IU fan just because it made him mad. I enjoy that. You like the little jousting. Oh, yeah. Now that you're a Purdue fan, do you regret all those years cheering for IU? I do. It was just terrible that you did that. Yep, it was. They don't deserve any cheers. Nope. <laughs> not, not, not with Bob Knight as their coach. Did you watch that thirty for thirty? I did. I haven't yet got to see it yet. I just seen like clips of it. That was pretty wild. You should watch it. It'll change your your view of Bob Knight. No, no, I I, I view Bob Knight. I think in I'm not from Indiana, so okay. You know what I mean? I don't have the Indiana cult yeah. view of Bob Knight. I got you. I played for a guy named Rich Rodriguez, also a lunatic coach. So okay. I. <coughs> you know yeah what is something else that you've watched that i the ohio state film should i get check that out yeah what are some other things that you've watched though have you have you got to watch a lot of stuff is it just film uh i've also mo- movies and tv what are you uh what are you watching right now uh in what realm uh, okay good comedy let's go to comedy world comedy. uh your stand-up my stand-up oh, don't yeah. watch that around grandma don't. I don't. Oh, my grandma, no, no, no. I don't. Some, there's some Lux. I dropped some Andrew Lux in that stand-up, Tony. That's on me. Uh, how about action? Do you watch anything in Netflix? Do you do Netflix stuff? Occasionally. Any documentaries? Yeah. Oh, who's your favorite documentary? Uh, what is my favorite documentary? Yep. Uh, I really enjoyed the, the Reggie Miller one. 
Winning Time, the 30 for 30. Yeah. Yeah, it's super good. Are you a big Pacers fan? Oh, yeah. Pacers, Colts, Purdue. Oh, yeah. Big Indiana guy. Well, we're lucky like, that you're a big like Indiana. Like Indiana sports guy. He's the honorary president of Pacers. You're the president of the Pacers right Honorary president. Are we winning or losing right now? Winning. Of course we are. I, you. That's all you do is bring W's <laughs> to Purdue over Ohio State. The Colts, you start scouting film, start winning. Now you're the president of the Pacers who have nobody on their team except for Oladipo that I know. I mean, Miles Turner, I guess, is still on the team. But from a national standpoint, and they're winning now because of you, everything you touch turns to gold. Hardly. Black and gold, Purdue. That's a good tie-in. Tyler, I appreciate you, buddy. Enjoy your uh, your rev... uh, The name of that. Your tea? Rev... Up. Rev up. Wellness tea. Wellness tea. Yeah. Of course, I knew the name of it. It's a medicine book. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. I was very comfortable saying that. You were. It didn't battle out of there at all. Nope. Didn't bounce around your head at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is over. This mm. conversation's over. Yeah. Tyler, you're the best. Thank you for your time. Thank you.